while we're doing it to you, because we're back! We're back! It's time for another episode of Never Seen Any of This. For us, it feels like a long time, but for everyone else, it won't. Yes. No, as a matter of fact. It will not. It will not. (laughs) No time has passed for anyone other than us in our release schedule. Yeah. And actually, I think I'm going to release this one this week, because it'll be the most current one. Sure. We've talked about so. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask before we started recording which one because I was like, "Who cares?" What, I, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about any time-related things because this might come out in December. <laughs> nah. Well, well, this is a a recap what what we've been doing currently. So it could just come out. It could just come out, and we'll also have a very current episode next week, right we're, after this one releases. We're so. being busy boys. Yeah. Awesome. You're gonna get a lot of podcasts this week. Wait. No, I won't. I won't ask you now. <laughs> It's quite we'll t- a we'll thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we should talk about, very quickly, uh-huh. I guess I'm this person because you guys never remember to do it. You are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're our guy. You run you it. Can, <laughs> I run the Twitter account, yeah, kind yeah. of. So, it's only on my desktop computer, and my girlfriend sleeps in there because um, we have different schedules. So, on her weekdays, which are not mine... Yeah. She sleeps in there, so as like if she's home from work or something like that, and she's or she's been sick the last week, I can't get to my computer. She's <laughs> sleeping all day or something, you so it's have like two accounts on your Twitter app. I don't remember my password. Oh. <laughs> it's saved on my computer. <laughs> I I should just do oh, that. I, gotcha, I should I, gotcha. I should just work and do that, but I'll figure it out. That's all to say. I run the Twitter account. It is never seen any of this on Twitter. I think you could just type that and find it. Yeah. If not. It is at NSAOT pod, but I think you can just type in never seen any of this Twitter and it'll it'll show up. We also have an email where you can email us comments, reviews, whatever. What do you, what do you ideas. want us to watch? Yeah, maybe Check people out. have reviews of what, you know, things they want us to see that we can talk about and we can start doing like a, a fan thing. People if people start writing to us, maybe we can start reading some of that on the air or talk about it or whatever. Wow. Interact with that. If I still haven't gotten a single email. That's not just a Twitter alert. But if you want to email us, it's uh, never seen any of this pod at gmail.com. And you can also find all of us on Letterboxd. Which I have started <laughs> to like repost the movies and uh-huh. link to our, our podcasts on my Letterboxd. Nice. And yeah. I've been just trying to follow as many people as possible. possible I to got get two while we were me. recording. Yeah, so I, I'm up to like 35 people that follow my uh-huh. Letterboxd. And I'm just trying to get as many people just so yeah, we can and get I'm, the word out there. Now that we're recording again, I'm going to actually go through Letterboxd and do, like, set up a podcast thing and, like, a list of what we're, what we're watching and what we, like, plan yeah. on watching. And so people, that Letterboxd is, if people are unfamiliar, is an app and it's also a website where you can track everything you watch. And I'm going to, I had it pinned on Twitter, but I, I think you can only pin one thing at a time. And yeah. so I've unpinned it to pin our latest episode, but I'll repin it when this com- before this comes out so everyone can go follow our individual pages if they want. And we can start doing, like, alerting people through that. If you want to know what we're watching and what we might be talking about, you could follow us there. And that might that way we don't release an episode and no one will listen to it because they haven't seen the thing yet. Right. You know, if it's an older movie. Hear that. <laughs> I'm Sammy. I'm Raymond. And I'm Andy. I got you guys. <laughs> you got me. You got me back on track. <laughs> bang, bang. And uh, we didn't watch a singular movie this week. No, no. Because we've been gone, living life. Sammy started teaching again. I did. My middle schoolers have been great. I've been uh, doing focus on fifth and sixth this year instead of all the grades. So mm. I've been having to get more of a is that young 11 kid. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Young kid mindset. They're just 
trying to control a whirlwind, basically, which yeah. is uh-huh. it's a lot of fun. Is it lit fam? Uh, no. That's like, <laughs> fire, that's emoji, like se- fire emoji, fire <coughs> emoji. That's like seventh and eighth. <laughs> oh. They're saying that kind of stuff. The fifth and sixth are like, the Dat Boy is still a thing, apparently. Yeah. Peppa Pig's making a, a comeback. Because she's seven foot eleven apparently, and they're all excited about that. Yeah, so. she's tall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's tall as well. <laughs> he says he knows. <laughs> Andy's, Andy's up in the Peppa Pig world. Andy has her album. You know, I, w- I was just in London. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, I know you, all about. You Peppa saw Pig. her. Yeah, <laughs> she's there. Get her autograph. It's kind of hard to miss her. <laughs> seven she's like seven feet true. eleven inches. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raymond. Uh, I mean. I didn't do anything remarkable work-wise. It You've was been just, busy, though. I, yeah. Yes. There was... I had set already for September multiple months ago. There were two concerts I want to go to, so I bought tickets for them. And then, like, three weeks ago, my girlfriend and I were like, oh, you want to go to this show? Yep. And then a week ago, I was like, oh, you want to go to this show? Yep. So I had... Two weeks ago, I had a concert on a Monday, and then that Saturday there was another concert... And then this week, I had a concert on Wednesday night, which was a three-hour show. And then last night, which was a two-hour show. And then I had to go to work again. Do you want to name what they were? Or Yeah. Um, the first one I saw was Starfucker, which is a real fun indie wanna, electronic band. I watched the, the short video that yeah. you posted. I was like, that looks like a wild time. Yeah. yeah. That's like part of the <laughs> problem. like is, in space suits or something. Yeah. Just like dancing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, it's really fun to go see them in concert. I think their recorded music's kind of boring, but like... In concert, they pump up all the like all the distortion. It's a oh, okay. it's like a party. Yeah. glitter everywhere. Cool. Um, and then I a saw lot of glitter in your shows. Like yes, you I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then, well, it was a very different show that Saturday night. I saw was Black Label Society with the Black Dahlia Murder cool. and this uh, New Zealand thrash metal band called Alien Weaponry. Cool. It was it was put on. It was a it was a triple bill put on by Liquid Death, which is the. Uh, have you seen them? Uh-uh. It's a it's a California startup for aluminum can water. Oh, and oh yes, you had, yes. You know, you have the. You showed me the can. Yes, water. So I came to your house. And you mm-hmm. had the can. I ordered it. Tw- well, I ordered it once, and you have to order through their website through Amazon, and half the can showed up destroyed or like leaking because uh, they didn't know how to. They don't know how to ship it, I guess. Yeah, and then, I was still like half unsure if you were serious about it. Literally, just being it's water. just water. <laughs> yep, and then and I, I'm still not sure if I believe. I complained. <laughs> I complained to Amazon about it, half of it being destroyed, and they just <clears> sent me another one, and half of them were still destroyed. So I just took those ones into work. But it's it's like fun. It's cartoonishly yeah. metal. Yeah, they have yeah. Joe Manganiello now advertising mm-hmm. for them. Where cool. he's, you sign a contract in blood. To be a sponsor for them, it's literally just water. The whole idea is just it's like aluminum, super recyclable. So it's like they're helping oh, the yeah. environment by being the most metal. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. It. It's stupid, it. but it's very funny. Yeah, so Black Label is very. It's real. It was real fun, and I had already seen Black Dahlia Murder. So that's an extreme metal show that I just kind of. I was at the very back of the pit and just watched everyone else have a terrible, exciting mosh time. Sweet. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm in middle school, I did the mosh stuff. Yeah, I, I can't I do like, it now. No. Uh-uh. no. I specifically bought a seat for Slipknot so I uh-huh. could be in a seat. That's exactly <laughs> what I do now, too. Yeah, we stood at the very... There was all... The only seats left at Black Label. The whole show was sold out. And so it was, like, the only seats available 
was just standing room only at the very top floor of the knitting factory. Yeah. So it's like, ah, you couldn't even see the stage. It was like you literally could only see the people in front of you uh, on the, like, looking down at the stage. So it was like, well, there was some room at the very back, like, facing the the first um, floor up of the knitting factory. So we just stood at the pit at the very back, just like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was Zach Wild. So, I mean, he's Ozzy's guitarist, and he right. has been for, like, 30 years. So yeah. he did a whole... He did a whole thing towards the end of the show where he, like, it was tw- a 20-minute solo where he never stopped playing. He walked into the crowd, and he was, like, five feet from me. And cool. then he went out into the third-floor balconies, and him and his his rhythm guitar player played dueling solos, like, over their back, playing with their teeth, played behind, you know, played behind themselves. And awesome. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. And then I saw, this week, on Wednesday, I saw the Delvon Lamar organ trio, which is the funk and soul instrumental music and it was a three-hour show where the the last the encore essentially that they did was a 20-minute freestyle medley where they started with one song that's actually theirs and then they just kind of started riffing off the top of their head so they they ended up playing through nothing but a g thing and (laughs) um so fresh and so clean from outcast and then also sesame street and uh (laughs) do you think i'm sexy and like would, 20 I, other songs. I watched the video that you posted on that one too, yeah. and I, I couldn't tell what the song was that you posted. Oh, it was Smells it was, Like Teen Spirit. Oh, okay. That, I was like, yeah, I that I was in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They started just playing Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> that was fun. And then last night I saw a Ghost. <coughs> a lot. I mean, it's cartoonishly evil. You saw a Ghost? Saw, 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 oh. oh! Yeah. I was like, Zoinks! <laughs> Jinkies. I mean, it was, it's. Yes. There was a lot of pyrotechnics, <coughs> there was a lot of glitter cannons, and rude comments and, and lewd gestures and all that. It was a very fun metal show. But that's they, basically been the majority of my free time. Yeah. The last two weeks was literally Wednesday and Thursday is my weekend. So yeah. yesterday, my last my last weekend, all I did was like I did errands and I went to concerts. And then the week before that, I was exhausted because I had gone to two concerts the week before that. <laughs> so I... Uh, that's nice though. I, yeah. I, I wish I could see more concerts. I feel like I don't see enough. But... Listen, this is probably the, those these four are the only ones I'm seeing the rest of this year, probably. So <laughs> it was good to get them in. Yeah. But now you're good for a little while. I, I spent like 250 bucks nah. to do this. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my theater money. Well, Andy, you didn't do anything, so let's start talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I did do some stuff. Yeah. I, uh, went to the other side of the world. Ooh. Yeah. Went to London. That's where China. that's where London is? The it's other where, side of the world? <laughs> yeah. China. It sure felt like the other oh, side of the I world. Because okay. it was an 11 and a half hour flight yeah. over, and then it was over 12 hours back. Oof. Why? Yeah. What's the difference? Because we were against the wind. Oh. Well, though, when you're traveling back in time, it takes longer. Yeah. Well, that's the other weird thing. <laughs> so when we went, it we left on... Uh, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we left on a Thursday. And um, so we flew to Seattle. And then in Seattle, we got on a plane. And it was the plane took off at 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. We flew for... It, the Okay, I was wrong. The flight over there was nine and a half hours. Mm. So it felt about 1 a.m., 1.30. Sure. But it was 8.30 in the morning there. On Thursday? On Friday. Oh, on Friday. Yeah, so it was like we were ahead. And so it was like, okay, we're here, but we didn't want to go to sleep because it's eight in the morning. Right. So we were real tired that first night. But mm-hmm. yeah, my uncle lives in Richmond, which is uh, a suburb of London. And so for graduating grad school, he bought me a ticket 
and the rest of my family came and Emily came and we went and had a crazy awesome trip. We went to London for five days. Um, you did get midsummered. That's what I was I worried did, about. Yeah, no, my my German exchange student Max <laughs> came and visited, and he didn't try to get us to go anywhere at any. <laughs> so he didn't introduce a new friend, Pele. No, in fact, he wouldn't even stand next to us on the fucking bus. So, <laughs> yes. God, the video that you sent of him talking is just—I was like, oh, it's still Max. It's still Max. It's still yeah, Max. he hasn't changed a bit. I, I, I love because he, he sent Whitney a happy birthday oh, video, uh-huh. and he said everyone said happy birthday or whatever. Max said happy birthday, and he flips it and says. Happy birthday from foggy London. You just hear Max in the background. It's, it's not, not foggy. foggy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, the video. Oh, that's it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So London was great. Uh, I One of the things we're going to talk about today, I got to see in the, the British Film Institute's IMAX, which awesome. is the largest IMAX in the UK. And then I'm sure you watched a ton of movies. Watched t- that's mostly what I'm going to be talking about is stuff yeah. that I watched on the way over and stuff that I watched on the way back. Yeah. Because Delta and Virgin Atlantic have a pretty awesome selection mm-hmm. of, of stuff to watch. Um, but one thing I will talk about real quick that I did see in London was we went and saw Hamilton in London. Oh, no fine. way! Yeah. I didn't know you got to see that. Yeah, we see, got to I see Hamilton. That. That's so cool. It And I will say... Lin-Manuel Miranda? Miranda? No, he's still touring there. I know. No. <laughs> but he... Lynn did go over and, like, trained with all the people. And all the people yeah. that are in it trained with Lynn. So, like, so cool. he was there, he oversaw the production. How much that cost? Um, the tickets were like... You had to kill a man, right? No, it actually wasn't that bad because oh, really? it's... In London, it's a little cheaper. Oh, okay. And we were on the second row, so it was like 60 to 75 oh, pounds a bad. person. That's not bad. Oh. It's, I, so I, that I would weigh, be... I weigh more than that. That would be like 90, 90 US that? dollars a person. <laughs> Sammy. So, Stop. And you didn't see Cursed Child in London? wrong with no you? because you can't get tickets to that oh okay. that sold out months in advance and tickets started that's like, their hamilton that's their getting to hamilton was easier plus cursed child you have to go to two parts because it's a two-part play so that's you have true. to buy tickets to two basically two oh different really places. it's not just like an intermission yeah. no it's a part one and part two so you either see it the same wow day, that's a that's quite a, a night, or you can see, see them two on different two different that's days. a racket yeah sure is but apparently it's amazing and i want to see it so bad yeah how was hamilton so Obviously, it's like this. Like everybody knows Hamilton. It's so hyped up. At I had this heard. Point, yeah. I had heard some of the music. You know, like Lin Manuel Miranda became a household name because of a Broadway play, and that doesn't yeah. happen all the time, right. especially like in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that I don't think I've ever seen something live up to the hype as well as Hamilton did. Cool. Awesome. It was absolutely incredible. Because it it just blew me away when it got popular that so many people were just listening to that album. The soundtrack. Yeah. And yeah, like hadn't even seen. I was like, "Have you seen it?" They're like, "No." And no. I was like, but you, "But you know all the words." And that was just like mind blowing to me that so many people do all the words to everything, but never. It's a phenomenon. Seen it. yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Every song is incredibly catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I. I never, I, yeah. I haven't, li- I, maybe, I think I probably heard one of the songs, but I haven't really listened to it, because I just didn't get that concept of, like, I want to, I would need to see it before yeah. I listen to it, so that was just. So when it first, when they were, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda is doing a, he had, he'd done In the Heights, so he got really popular, because right out of uh, college, he made In the Heights, which was kind of a really popular, they're making a movie of it, mm-hmm. that's yeah, coming out that's what he's been doing, yeah. And so he made In the Heights, and then after that, for like six years, he was working on a concept al- hip-hop album about Alexander Hamilton. Everyone was like, what? <laughs> that, is, that sounds insane. And in 2011, he performed at the White House the first, the opening number from it, just solo with him and his uh, collaborator who does the music. 
Mm-hmm. And there's video. You can go watch it right now of that performance. And everybody is, like, laughing through the whole thing because they, like, can't even conceptualize a hip-hop <laughs> album about Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. So, like, he's very serious and, like, pouring his heart out of this. The opening number is insane. Yeah. And he's doing it a cappella, and, like, Obama and Michelle are laughing at him. And then, like, when later on, five years later, it opens and is like, I can't believe how entertaining this show is for being about the U.S. Treasury. Uh-huh. Right. And, yeah. like, that's what it's about. It's like him setting up the treasury. Like, that is the main plot. But, I mean, there's a duel and stuff. There's like, a duel, and, yes, there's I mean, a lot of other stuff. you don't Hamilton's life without it. So. Yeah. But, like, that stuff is just as interesting as the other stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. there's not a part in this play that lulls at all. That's so cool. It's insane. How long is it? Is it, like, a three-hour? Yeah, I would say each, each act. It's a two-act thing. Each act is probably about 90 minutes. Mm. So, it, it was really good, I think, it works best as a play, but mm. I know they're working on a movie, yeah. and it would lend itself really nicely to a movie. I'd be really interested to see it. I think it's always going to work best as a play, though. So, I know they filmed the with the original cast. They said mm. they filmed the stage version, and they want to do it as like a Fandango event. Oh, sure. And I would that say, would so see that. Cool. Absolutely, yeah. If that, that comes out, like a behind-the-scenes thing that's on like a Prime or Netflix Yeah, right PBS now, did a documentary yeah. about it that was kind of about, because it's based on a book. That he read, right? That's like really it's extensive. Like a big book. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and Thick. it goes into it Thick. into the the play also. But like Alexander Hamilton was never not writing everything that happened to him. Mm. So you can go and basically read like what happened every single day of Alexander Hamilton's life because right. he just he never stopped writing. Cool. So uh, it was insane. That's so cool. I couldn't see that. I awesome. couldn't believe how good it was. And when it was and so when it was over, I was like, oh man. I was like, I'm going to see it. In, it's coming to Spokane next year. Oh. And I was yeah. like... The only way you're going to get tickets is if you are, have the season if pass. If you have so, to be a season pass. And which then my parents are. They're going to release but, some yeah. if you're not a season pass, but they're going right. to be expensive. Yes. And I was like, oh, well, I'll see it in London. I wanted to see it in Spokane. And as soon as it was done, I was like, man, I'm going to want to see it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. That's yeah. awesome. <clears throat> but yeah, Hamilton was great. And uh, then so cool. when we were done in London, we took the train mm-hmm. up, uh, up to Paris and I did King's Cross. We didn't go to King's Cross. Oh, we went well, to. That's fine. That's fine. It was a different station. We we did go to King's Cross, oh, okay. but you can't get in and see the platform nine and three quarters unless you have a ticket to right. like a plane or to like a train out of the country. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, it's a uh, it's very big, and I will say the train and subway system in London is so nice and so easy to get around, mm-hmm. yeah. and the one in Paris is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I liked Paris a lot. We went to mm-hmm. Paris Disneyland, and that was incredible. Mm-hmm. And we went to Louvre and the Eiffel Tower and did all the awesome stuff. I liked London a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because Paris is... It, it, it felt... Lot. It's a lot. And it felt older, even though I'm sure... I don't know which city is older, but... Right. They're both very, very old, way older than anything in the United States. If TJ was here. But London felt way more <laughs> modern... Paris felt old, and it stuck. Uh-huh. But the parts in Paris that are incredible are incredible. Like, we, mm-hmm. did a, we did a river cruise one night, and we got back to the Eiffel Tower right as it, like, lit up that does a light uh, show at 9 cool. o'clock. So, did you lady in the tramp? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I had an amazing time, but it was one of the first vacations where I was, like, so ready to come home because uh-huh. yeah. I had a cold. And how and long were you gone? It was, like, It was two almost weeks? two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So... I was very much ready to come home, and I've been 
working every single day since I've been home. So now I'm ready right. to go on vacation again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. So that's, that's so cool. Doing. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, I did. We, we missed you. It was two I weeks. I missed you. It was weird. Two weeks of not... That's not well, it's literally like for the last half of the summer, we saw each other once a week, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you were gone, and it's like, well, okay. Well, and being out of the country and having no... Uh, no cell phone service because mm-hmm. we turn right. it off because it's really expensive. Right. Oh, yeah. So like, if I needed anything, I need to connect to Wi-Fi. And everywhere over there in London, it was fine because it was like sign up for the Wi-Fi. But in Paris, it's like sign up for everything, but it's in French. So we took three years of French. We did. And I we, still felt we, pretty lost in certain part, parts uh, of Paris. We took that class. Did we learn anything? <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> I could communicate with some French people pretty well. Oh, that's awesome. But, uh... Matt Jones would be so glad to hear Yeah, that. some stuff was coming back when I was there. Yeah. But it's hard when no one around you speaks French. Right. But, right. like, stuff was coming back to me as we were there yeah. and going around, so... That's good. But well, I, it was worth it. Yeah. Those three years. Yeah, it, it sure was. <laughs> but, like, just connecting to Wi-Fi, and it's not available everywhere, is, mm-hmm. it was... It was Good to be back and have mm. my unlimited data point again. Yeah. <laughs> so I can connect. <laughs> Stop a cough. Yeah. Because you're sick from your trip. Yep. That's me. All right. Are we ready? Yeah, we're going to do something a little bit interesting today. So we we're, we don't have a specific movie. We're just kind of doing what we've all talked, what we've all seen in the last mm-hmm. couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and Sammy has this this app that's going to help us well, prioritize. Just, Why it, don't you tell us about it? It's a, well, because I... It's a website. Listening, it's just Google's Wheel of Names. Is oh, what okay. It is. Wheelofnames.com. Yeah, Wheel of Names, just in case, it, like, because we're going to play the sound effect, just in case they come after us, wheelofnames.com. Uh, <laughs> but I just figured, because I've been listening to our podcasts that have come out so far, and, I mean, it's just one person talking for quite a while about all the things that they've seen, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe it'd be more fun if we mixed it up and it was randomized. Mm-hmm. So we have 15 things that we've seen combined, and it's all on this list, and we're going to spin it, and whatever pops up, that person gets to talk. It may turn out that one person talks the entire time until their stuff is gone, but it's going to be random at least. That's that's the beauty of, <laughs> of podcasting, baby. Yeah. All right, so our choice now is do we go what it's already on? No. We have to, I guess we do have to spin it because we spin want it. to get rid of it. Here we go. I don't know if it's going to pick that up. Oh oh, 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 shit. Oh, Raymond. <laughs> oh, Raymond. <laughs> this is like the longest thing I have to talk about, too. Good. Um, Here we go. <clears throat> so I saw a, it, it took, it took, it was over the span of several days, but I ended up seeing Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. I know you guys have seen... I've seen Glass. You've seen Glass. No, wait, no, I've seen... Uh, sorry, seen I've seen Split. I was going to say... i got to remember which one's you've which. You've seen Split. They're have all, you seen yeah. Unbreakable? I've seen all three. You've seen all three. That's yeah. right. Okay. So I, I, I'm the only one that's only seen one of those. Okay. So we can't spoil... Right. You can. I don't know. Well, no. <laughs> no, you don't want us to know. <laughs> all right. Um, you can... Ex- okay, you can spoil Unbreakable. Is well, that fair? Unbreakable has been... It's, it's yeah, been it's, six that's sense. Been Everyone spoiled. knows. Yeah. We won't spoil Glass for you. Yes. The last time we talked, I don't think you had seen Split yet. Or no, had, I don't think you yeah. had either. No. So it was, <coughs> my girlfriend and I had both wanted to see Glass, but I had seen Unbreakable, like, maybe ten years ago. Yeah. And she had seen Split when it came out, and that was it. So we both were missing something. Right. And so I ended up, I, I ended up telling you guys about this. Is I had from an offer from the Voodoo streaming service, which is owned by Walmart, 
a offer came into my email that was stream one of our free movies with ads, which was a, yeah, you t- yeah, you t- a superhero movie that they had for free with ads. 53 different movies. Watch one of those that you don't have in your own collection on Vudu, and we'll give you a free rental credit for one of... So weird. Like, it was four <laughs> or five movies, and it's... The options were John Wick 2, Secret Life of Pets 1, because 2 had, and was just, just coming out. Yeah. Um, it Chapter 1, because It Chapter 2 was coming out. Yep. And Glass, which had just come out on home video. And there was another one, but I've totally forgotten what it was. Um, you already said John Wick, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and so it's like, oh, there's an opportunity uh-huh. for us to, you know, see Glass and not pay for it. So we started planning out what days we're going to watch, you know. And it took, it took like a week to watch everything. But very quickly, to watch, to pick through the voodoo selection of superhero movies that were uh, available, um, let's say they weren't good. Well, you should definitely put quotes around superhero. Yeah, some of them <laughs> were like, one was Black Mask, which is a early Jet Li movie where he, it's a martial arts movie, but he is a superhero, basically. Yeah. And then several of them are very loosely, like, it might, it's like someone, like a Die Hard or a Taken, that kind of, like one man action movie could be considered right. a superhero movie for that category. It was like all the good stuff that was in there I already saw or owned. And so really everything else and for some reason like Amazon's got the IMDb ratings cuz they own Amazon owns IMDb. For some reason <coughs> Vudu has the Rotten Tomato score linked to every oh, movie and that really works against them. Right. <laughs> I'd say out of I browse literally every movie just to see I was so curious to see what the Rotten Tomatoes ratings of them all are. And maybe 10 of those 53 movies had above 50%. Yikes. Yeah. So I picked Ghost Rider 1, because why not? I mean, why that not? one's got a bad tomato score, but it's still a good movie yeah. to and watch. Then I, <laughs> and then I was like, I got oh, an hour and a half into Ghost Rider 1. I was like, oh yeah, Ghost Rider 2 is a lot better. <laughs> that's, seen, that's the one I've I was thinking. One. Well, Ghost Rider 2 is made by Neville Dean and Taylor, so oh, okay, it's yeah. like Crank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's... Yes, that's, that where, that's where he pees fire, right? Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of I had a lot of good memories associated with that one, and then I realized about halfway through Ghost Rider one that oh, all my good memories are from two, and these are all the boring memories. Yeah. But yeah, I suffered through that so we could make this watch happen for my, my girlfriend and I, and so we started with Unbreakable, which he hadn't seen and I hadn't seen in probably a decade. And the movie's so good. I th- I still think it's really good. The only problem I really had with it is that there's so much time just spent mm-hmm. silently watching Bruce Willis. Yeah. Just en- enjoying his life for just walking around in Philadelphia. I also think it works best. It works absolutely best if you go in knowing nothing about it. That's because like the say. twist yeah. is that it's a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Right. But a lot so of if people you already know if you already that, know that it's yeah. cuz like when the revelation happens, mm-hmm. if you didn't know it, it's like Right. And th- th- I have something similar with Glass, but yeah, yeah Unbreakable I the first time I saw the movie, I was sitting my 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 parents have really like huge movie channel selection on their mm-hmm. cable. And so we were just sitting down one day and I'm over doing my laundry or something and my dad's just watching movies and he flips over the channel, he's like, Oh, Unbreakable's on. I'm like, Oh, what's that? He's like, It's a superhero movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I that's I already knew the second the very first second of the movie I had seen, I already knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And the movie operates under the assumption that you don't know that. Yeah. Which, from 
I, I read some stuff and I listened to um, Blank Check with Griffin and David. If you guys have heard that podcast, mm-hmm. it's awesome. It's a good podcast. Yeah, they their first retrospective series on a doc, on a, a director is M Night Shyamalan. So after I watched the movies, I went back and listened to those, and they talk they talked about how when the movie came out, the trailers have stuff that references superheroes in it. It's kind of marketed that way mm-hmm. from the very beginning. So it's like, but the movie doesn't operate. I mean, trailers aren't made with like the intent that it's like of the director, but I guess he approved it. Right. Yeah. But I guess he approved it. Yeah. So it's like, there's well, also a much different world in 1999. True. Cause like people didn't really watch mm-hmm. them on the internet as much. Right. You would so see like, a lot less. You, yeah. So like yeah. people may have seen it, uh, trailer in the theater and gone to right, see it. and or then maybe people, packaged on a VHS tape. Or so a lot of people it. were like, "Oh, this is the guy who made Sixth Sense and just going to go see his uh-huh. next movie." So the Shyamalan twist in the movie is that it's a superhero movie. Is that the twist? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, basically, there's another twist at the end. Yes, but it's also spoiled if you've. Yes, if you know if you know anything about the movie, I mean, if you've yeah, then you then you would know that as well. But. What? Should I just say it? No. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but can no. I say what I think it is? <laughs> I mean, you can go ahead. No, it's all right. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what yeah, there, there's a lot of long tracking shots of Bruce Willis going around Philadelphia, me- Philadelphia which just kind of meander. And I think that it, the hour is an hour, and the movie is an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. And it feels like two hours just because there's so much silence. Bruce Willis hardly says anything. And it... It's it, a very atmospheric movie. Yes, which... If you didn't know what it was going in, it works so much better. Mm-hmm. Because the the basis of the movie is that Bruce Willis is a guy on a train, and the whole train derails, yeah. or something happens, and he's the only survivor. And so, really, for the, the first hour, hour and ten of the movie is really just him, like... Trying to figure out... Trying to figure out, like, he's just trying to get back to his normal life while there's, like, he's attaining celebrity from having, like, some minor celebrity from being, like, the only person who lived, survived this thing. Right. And then Samuel Jackson's, like, this rich, rich, eccentric nerd who keeps, like, sending him messages going, I think you're a superhero because comics are real. And and, (laughs) and he has some sort of very long monologue about how he believes they're based off the... Like, it's like Egyptians telling, like, stories through the tablets and all that stuff. It's like, comics are our way of preserving the past. You know, so they're based in truth. So he, Bruce Willis just be like, fucking leave me alone, man. And (laughs) Sam's like, no, you're a superhero. Prove it to me. And it's, so, like, it's it's a very, not if you didn't know that's what that becomes. It's a very, I think, compelling just drama of a guy trying to be, like, an adjusting to having been the only survivor of a train crash. I think my the scene that I always remember mm-hmm. is my favorite scene in that whole movie is when his because his son is fully on like no dad you are a superhero yes. like because he's a kid the scene so with the gun? Like, right. yeah yes. so the scene where his, his son has a gun uh-huh. and pulls it out at the dinner table and he's like dad I'm gonna shoot you and you're not gonna die and Bruce Willis is like and it's it's interesting because it's like he's trying to stop his son because uh-huh. he shouldn't have a gun he shouldn't shoot a gun in the uh-huh. house but right. also he knows that if he shoots him it'll there's a high possibility it'll ricochet off and hit someone else. Uh-huh. Right. And so it's just, it's a really, really cool scene of him. It's very stressful. Of him it's right? very He's stressful. Being like, give me the gun. And his son's like crying. He's like, no, I'm going to shoot you and you're going to finally believe me. No, uh-huh. I know what happens in that part. He gets shot and then he's dead right. at the end. Because the kid sees dead people. Oh my God. Surprisingly, 
it's not that guy. But he's also another weird looking kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which he gets brought back as his as like almost everyone in glass has been brought back from, from Unbreakable, Unbreakable, which is really impressive. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um so yeah, I still really love it. My girlfriend enjoyed it as well. And it was it was nice being able to revisit it, especially since I hadn't seen I hadn't seen Split and I knew what Split was, but I didn't I had I didn't I hadn't seen it yet. And I knew Glass was a combination of the two. So like it's good to familiarize myself with the world. Right. And I would say Glass is very much more unbreakable with split stuff in it. Yeah. And that's I, what I heard about mm, Glass was that it, it it was trying too hard to be both things and it didn't mm, really work uh, as much. And the, well, there's also this this story, I guess, that originally M Night Shyamalan wrote there's even more to Unbreakable and like Split is the story of like I can't remember his fucking name. Is the original uh, character Kevin before he has all the split personalities. Right, he's yeah. like, like the main villain that that Bruce Willis's character is going to take down in Unbreakable. But then he's like, oh, that would make the movie like three Pretty hours long. long. Yeah, so yeah. he just split it. He's like, I'll just make my own movie out of that. And so he just he saved it, and he's like, he wrote an entire horror movie based around that character instead. Yeah. So Glass is like really the fruition of him combining both stories because right. they were supposed to be one originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of Split? I I like that. I I really enjoyed Split, and I I knew about the personalities, and some of them were better. Like like you're saying with the trailers, like that's like the main thing that the trailer showed was that he had the split personality. I also don't think the movie works as well without James McAvoy. Oh yes, he kills it. He's acting the shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the it's it's very schlocky B movie kind of. Genre work. And I mm-hmm. think it's it's very fun that way, and I'm glad that M Night took a step back and it like made the visit and this uh-huh. and, and, and all that before. Have you he goes seen back. the visit? I did. I liked it a lot. I did too. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I was going to. But it's made for nothing, and it's Calvin it, it's from the work same ruined the twist uh, for me, so I know what it it's the, I mean, it's like the same basic concept of that you have on paper of Split, which is it's like a real life problem taken to like the tenth level of. Like heightened reality, mm-hmm. right? It's like people debate whether or not split personality kind of stuff happens. So it's like, well, what if this did happen? And he instead has like twenty personalities or twenty three or something like that. Right. And one of them's not human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> the beast. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Seeing James uh, James McAvoy is the reason to see the movie because yeah. he is doing such incredible work. The acting Olympics. Yes. Yeah. Where he is. It's not just that every character has a different voice. Every character has different mannerisms, and you can see him shifting through them uh-huh. as he yeah. is switching characters. Do you ever actually see all 23? No. Though? You see, like, six, and then in Glass, there's, there's like, more. more. Oh, okay. They do a whole routine say, like, where there's, why like, say 23 if you don't see 23? Yeah. But if and it's like in, in Glass, it kind of, I think, hinders it a little bit because some of them really are not fleshed out. It's really just one more for him to do. But right. that being said... In class, it's even more of an acting Olympics for him to right. just go so through. Keep doing more. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, but there's several scenes in Split where it's like he is one. <clears throat> there's a whole sequence in Split where he is one personality pretending to be another personality, right, and yeah. you see him kind of unwind through those as they mm-hmm. realize, like, hey, you're not actually this guy; you're the other one. And I know like, you're. I know I'm not actually talking to so and so. Right. And so he's like, he's doing one character, and then you've seen the other the other personality before 
And then in this scene, you are seeing him slowly transition between the two, and they all have their own different voices, mannerisms, the way they talk and walk. Yeah. Everything is different. So he's created every single personality he's had to do. He has created a profile for them that he then like switches into, which is yeah. incredible for a movie that costs nothing and is a <laughs> B horror movie. And uh, skipping ahead a little mm-hmm. bit to Glass, mm-hmm. well, one of the concepts in that movie is that he's been captured and is being held in like mm-hmm. the psych ward, right. and they have like this giant light mm-hmm. that will flash and every time the light flashes that shocks him into a different personality uh-huh. so there's like a scene where they just keep shocking uh-huh. him and he just keeps like going through different personalities and he doesn't miss a beat <laughs> no. and it's like there's in that scene there's like a portion of it where you just the camera turns and you're just seeing the guy like the orderly who's in there and he's just like scared trying to hit it so that he feels safe and like hit to a finds person one finds that a personality that's good with. so you're just watching that guy react while is real-time James McAvoy off-screen switching through all these voices. Right. And you can tell which one is which from right. what he's doing. And um, Impressive. Yeah. Split, I think, has kind of a... The ending is a little weak, I think, towards the end. The way, the way they wrap it up... for that old lady. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the way, the way it wraps up is kind of shit, I think, until you get to the end credits scene. Like, it's, it's not... I wouldn't say... I guess shit is too strong. I didn't hate it, but I was like, oh, it's kind of a cop-out the way it ends. Yeah. It makes well, sense and, narratively. And when you first when you first watch Split, mm-hmm. I mean, if you didn't know the, that the after credits right. twist, it's like, this isn't an ending. Uh-huh. You didn't know there was going to be another. Right. Uh-huh. It's like, this is a very unsatisfying, mm-hmm. you, so random, what happened? Did you yeah. see it coming? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish I hadn't. I can't remember if I, I don't think, I, I think I did. I, I know. I, I definitely know. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Well, it's Which like, I, I couldn't avoid it because it was like, I hadn't seen, I had seen some trailers for Split. They don't use it. They don't use the last scene. No. But it was like people on Twitter or people in just talking about, right. oh my God, it ties into Unbreakable. And like, what? Yeah. And even. And, and I feel yeah, like that. I was I, like, I, ah, okay. I wonder if. I mean, I wonder how the movie was doing before, and then once that was released, how it did after. I, I think feel it, like. It did really well. It yeah. was actually, I think, the secret was held pretty well yeah, for so, a while yeah. uh-huh. for the first couple weeks of release my problem was that i had already known glass was coming out mm. and i'd heard about the announcements and in uh, fact i may have even seen the trailer before i had seen split gotcha. so like i knew that was coming i didn't yeah, see split I knew there was a it was on dvd but i didn't know the glass i didn't I hadn't heard the yeah. glass was happening yeah i mean it's a scene that's totally unconnected but it's, it's just bruce willis you know talking like they just reference it's his unbreakable character it's just and like they're introducing that they exist that in, the same, in the same world. world. So it's not even that big of a, like a reveal, other than the fact that M Night Shyamalan doesn't do sequels. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, oh my god, he's coming back to this one, like the last movie that everyone truly loved, you know, other than Signs. But it's like uh, uh, Sixth Sense and Signs and Unbreakable are like the three movies of M Night Shyamalan that everyone loves, and then the other ones are kind of like, no, oh, all right, bees yeah. are it's bees, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, the trees. It was the trees the whole time. <laughs> um, what? No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> but I just love the when people like connected the two posters. Uh-huh. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. The unbreakable poster connected with the split poster was so cool. It's like watching the movie. I saw the end of Split happened, and I was like, okay, but how does this tie into Unbreakable? And this kind of is a lackluster ending. And then like literally the credits start. And then the unbreakable music starts, and like, oh shit, oh, okay. Man, here we and go. then yeah, and then the scene starts. It's just Bruce Willis in a diner introducing that, like, oh yeah, he exists in this world. Yeah, I'm like, 
Oh, and that makes the movie so much better. Doesn't the lady say to him, she's like, it's like that glass yeah. guy. And uh, he's like, well, we, well, like, what was that, that guy's name? Yeah, and he's like, like, Mr. Glass. Uh-huh. Oh, it's such a cool scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it, re, it, it recontextualizes the movie a bit once you see that scene because in the world of Unbreakable, There's it's, it's, it's like it's a comic book movie. It's right, a comic nice. book world. And then when you view Split through that, it's like, oh, that's a comic book villain. Right. Immediately. Yeah. Yes. So good. I loved it there. <clears throat> yeah, and then we saw Glass. And... What'd you think? I loved Glass. Oh, good. Uh, I knew... Andy had told me already people's expectations were let down from the movie. I went in knowing that. and then I, But I also went in having just seen Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And Unbreakable has a very similar twist to it yeah it's a very it's a it's not like a plot twist so much as it's a thematic twist yeah yeah and i was totally on board with it because i you had told me that it's i knew it was a low budget movie Mm -hmm. and really yes it's very low budget yeah it's but the movie sets it up and kind of like the whole first third of the movie they're like setting up for all this stuff to happen Uh and if you've seen comic book movies like everybody Uh has in the last 20 years you're going i know where this is gonna go Uh i know where this is heading and then it doesn't. Instead, uh, it's literally like Unbreakable, and the train just derails yeah. into a puddle. <laughs> and, uh... Fuck you. <laughs> um, once you see the movie, you'll, you'll yeah, understand the, the bad thing. Should I just laugh? And be like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it... I, I loved... I loved it. I... Everything I wanted from it... I, I didn't want the things of the trailers. I had seen the trailer in theaters. I couldn't avoid it. I don't think the trailers sell the movie. For no, and the, the trailers sell that it's the two things together, uh-huh. and that it's it's superheroes. Yep. And that's because you're getting monologues and from Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. You're getting, um, oh, what's her name from American Horror Story? Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. As like a therapist, who's like you're all having grand delusions. I like her storyline. I liked her the too. most. Mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, I, I had no problem with the story. I really liked the way, way it went. But I also went in having within days having mm-hmm. seen Split and Unbreakable. So it's not like I had waited 19 years right. and then it seen the movie. <laughs> yes. I really appreciated all these actors who came back to reprise their roles. Yeah, that's so cool. And, I mean, it's like it's not like a lot of them weren't doing anything, but yeah, like Samuel Jackson. <laughs> um, there is, there is, a, there's a scene that's like a flashback sequence from Bruce Willis, like thinking about oh. him and his kid, mm-hmm. and it's it's literally a scene from Unbreakable that was it's like a, a deleted, deleted scene. scene. It's oh, like that is so cool. It is really to do cool. that. that is cool. There's a scene towards. Towards the end, I think it is, that is a flashback to the beginning of Unbreakable when he's on the train. And it is a combination of, like, some new footage that they shot to mend with it and also the original footage. And it's mm-hmm. it's basically just being, like, a longer time spent on the train. And I, I had read on IMDb that, like, there's a lady that he talks to that it's, like, he talks to her in the very first scene of Unbreakable before the, the train derails. That it's, like, the first acting job she's had. Like in fifteen years or something uh-huh. like that. It's like it's so cool that oh, everyone cool. got brought back for it. There is a scene in Unbreakable that mm-hmm. is not confirmed by anything, mm-hmm. but when he's working at the, he works at the stadium mm-hmm. with security, and there's a scene where he sees something in the future and he's like, "Hey, get that kid." Oh yeah. And a lot of people think that that's 
Kevin. Oh, really? And M. Night Shyamalan uh, is like, yeah. Sure, he'll go along with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, there's... Um, fuck, I lost it again. My bad. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's making me think of the Rogue One when they brought the deleted scenes in for the... For the the fight scene in the, in the oh in yeah the, it was it was footage old, they found on a reel from yeah 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 oh I what I was gonna say the fucking cameo from M, M. Night Shyamalan is the same one it's from insane because it's so stupid it is so stupid where there's in 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 Unbreakable he's like a guy trying to smuggle in a gun. I think, or something, he's or tr- drugs. He's making a drug drop off or something in the stadium that Bruce Willis is a guard And Bruce stops yeah. him. Yeah, he stops him. And then in Split, he is like the IT guy, security guy for an apartment building that, the, that Kevin's yeah. therapist lives in. And he's in. like, oh, you look familiar. Yeah, in Glass, he is both guys. It, he what? confirms that he is, he, he goes, he's looking for, like he's the, it's Bruce Willis and his son run a security firm and that's another cover for Bruce Willis being a superhero. And so M. Knight's in there buying like a, ca- like a web, like a security camera or something. And it also this glass only takes place like two weeks after split, even though mm-hmm. it's literally been like two, two years. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he's like, he's just sitting there looking at his camera and like, uh, Bruce Willis' son's trying to sell it to him. And he's just like, Oh yeah, well, you know, we need more security because, uh, someone died a couple weeks ago. It's like okay, so he's that guy, and then Bruce Willis comes out. Although he's really, he has a really funny exchange where Bruce Willis is trying to coded talk that he wants to go on like a like a superhero mission and mm-hmm. like try and track down a bad guy, and he's they're like, I think I'm just gonna go for a walk, and it sounds like you should not should go, not for, go a, for a walk right now. <laughs> and then back and forth they do that for like a minute, and then and I just jumps and you should let your dad go for a walk, go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny, but then he stops and looks at Bruce Willis and goes. Hey, did you used to work at the stadium? Yeah, he says something like that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I used to be into bad things back then. It's like, oh, so you're both guys? <laughs> okay. So, so, I like Glass a lot, mm-hmm. but I think my biggest problem with it is, kind of ties into that, Yeah. I think M. Night knew how lucky he was yeah. to be able to make this movie, yes. so he was like, all right, every idea I've ever had about superhero yeah. movies is going into this movie. Yeah. So it's like, every idea, it's like, if the movie took one of those ideas and just went way into that, I feel like it would have been I better. wish it was longer. Yeah. I wish it was like 20 it could be minutes longer. longer. It definitely could be longer. There's too. also the you first... You really don't hear that about movies. No. Well, it's yeah. like his movies are fairly short for this set of movies. Yeah. It's like Unbreakable is an hour 45 and, and Split is just under two hours. And I think Glass is maybe just over two hours. Mm-hmm. It might be like 210 or something like that. But yeah. I would easily go... Two and a half. If you're gonna do a trilogy, and I think most people would have been on board with yeah. that too. Right? It's like I don't, I don't love overly long movies, but this felt like a movie where there was so much he was trying to accomplish. I would have mm-hmm. taken another twenty minutes to, yeah. because really, the, the, the first, I'd say the first reveal, uh, towards the end of the movie is played in like maybe thirty seconds, and then you see something tying into that like five minutes later, mm-hmm. and then that's. That's it. And it's like, oh, I mean, that's cool, but, like, really that's, like, oh, I was like, what? what's happening? There's Why is that significant? Reveal. Yeah, then there's one more reveal, which is, I think, even, I think that really finishes that, the movie. I think that's the best reveal, yeah. Yes. And it's it's another thematic reveal mm-hmm. that ties in very much to Unbreakable. Yeah. And 
and Unbreakable ends in a very similar way. And I loved it. But yeah, it easily could have been another 20 minutes. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's like M. Night, to, to make these movies that he's been doing with Blumhouse, he, it's self-funded. It's yeah, like, he's self-funded a lot of it. It's, oh, wow. it's like he puts up, like, his house and everything he's got to fund these movies. And then when they make the money back, then he's like, hey, I guess I'm making another one. <laughs> it's like, I really respect that of him. And I respect mm-hmm. that he, you know, he's gotten a lot of shit for making some, you know, let's say, let's say, uh, below average movies. What? And no, <laughs> I think he's a really good filmmaker. Yes. And well, he's very much in the study of like Steven Spielberg is his idol. So it's very much like he likes making a Spielberg kind of movie. Cause when he, and when he's really good, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yes. Like Unbreakable and Sixth mm-hmm. Sense, like those movies are so so Spielberg. Like yes. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy is a producer sure. on those two movies. Yeah, and so like, I, and what I feel Glass hits is that you get the best of M Night mm-hmm. and you also get the worst of M Night in the same yes. movie because it's a it, there's a lot of really corny like it, humor that doesn't really just work. Yeah. it all in because it's going everything in there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'd rather have a movie that has elements of good M Night Shyamalan and bad right. than just another version. Of right. There is yeah. like to they bring for for their <clears throat> element of the movie, they bring back the girl who lives from Split and she is like oh, their cool. she is like their connection to Kevin. Yeah. And I, she doesn't do much. <laughs> I, I, I think she's doing fine. It's just that the character doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Where it's like, because... Oh, yeah. It's like, because he let her live at the end of Split, uh, she's in love with him, kind of? Or, like, she loves She has him. sympathy for him? Yes. As, yeah. like, because in Split, she is a survivor, and that's why that's why he lets her go. It's like, we're both survivors of trauma, so, right. you know, game recognize game. You can go. <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... In this movie, they bring her back because otherwise it's very Unbreakable-centric and you have no human connection to... Kevin. To, yeah, to Kevin yeah. to bring out, like, any sort of why would you let... You know, why would why would you save this guy? Yeah. Because it's just a revolving caricature of people. But, you know, she's doing... She does some stuff with Bruce Willis's son, which I think is good, and it's... I, I don't blame the actress at all. It's just what that character is suddenly like Mm -hmm. she's advocating for kevin's rights as a person and she's trying to save him it's like this doesn't need to be in here this doesn't make it (laughs) why did this happen yeah in this little in this world it's been two weeks since he saved her so okay i guess but uh you know i don't i don't know about (laughs) that yeah it's but you know once again i think bruce willis is doing great he has a lot more to say than unbreakable but he's still not he's still mostly just reacting to things happening which for him is fine. Yeah. yeah. I would say the first hour of Samuel Jackson's performance, he doesn't speak, which I think is a very, a very brave decision for you know, a director to do considering Samuel Jackson is most known for speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has no dialogue for the first hour of the movie. Huh. And then he really ramps it up and it's monologue, 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 <laughs> which is great. Yeah. I, I could watch that all day. Um, and then, and then James McAvoy's performance is, just as good it's he they he give him more split. there's a really funny moment I, I don't know if it's in i don't know if it's in that moment where they're switching through personalities or if it's later but it's there's literally a whole scene where he's revolving through characters he does it at least twice yeah and the second time there's one um there's one personality who's a like a college professor of film <laughs> and he's he literally he 
it's very it's I thought it was a very funny reference from M. Night Shyamalan where he's like, I don't get why everyone's always mad at me for spoiling movies. Of course the priest dies at the end of Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, ah, that's very good. That's yeah. a very good joke. And it's like James McAvoy's doing even they gave him, I think, another ten personalities to do in the yeah. movie. And he switches through so many of them so quickly, especially towards the end of the movie where um, the girl from Split is trying to get to Kevin. Tim is uh, like, hey, if you can be a real person right now, we can get out of this and you can be, you know, not not here. And he's like, they're just, like, all the characters are trying to take over. So he's like, five seconds, he's one character. Five <coughs> seconds, he's another character. Ten seconds, he's someone else. And then going through the other characters again. Yeah. So, incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's that's basically, you know, my 20-minute thoughts of those three movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we need to three, move on. It was three movies at once. So yeah, that's, that's, and yeah, they needed to be talked about together. And that is... <laughs> Other than two TV shows, <coughs> that's all I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Raymond, hit it. Next thing. Hit the little button. <laughs> if it's me again, I'm pissed. <laughs> it will be. Uh, okay, cool. So, cool. Sammy. It's there's, me. There's also something we've all seen. Yeah. yeah. Cause, so I've uh, <coughs> been re-watching Breaking Bad. Um, what? It just... Stopped on the next thing. Oh, and it's just because I, I removed oh, it. Oh, you could just move. Okay. I removed it. All so right, have talked done. Please. Anyway. <laughs> um, re, re, started to rewatch Breaking Bad specifically because on October 11th, El Camino's coming out. So I was like, I gotta... God, that's so soon. I didn't realize I, that. I, I know. I, I downloaded a thing that was like, how many episodes do you need to watch a day to oh. get there in time? And I'm way behind. I'm like, I gotta right. keep moving. I'm on... Uh, I've got two episodes left of season two. And I'm oh, like, I'm yeah, not, you're... You yeah, got I, I, gotta keep, I gotta keep moving, but... I, just, that show is so good. You gotta it's get so to season good. four so you can watch Fly again. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's a great that that Fly, and then the one where they get stranded, and it's in season two where they get stuck out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. when the they, the the battery dies on. Oh their, yeah, on Winnebago. Those two episodes are just like some of the best ep- the, yeah. the best episodes because it's just those <laughs> those two together mm-hmm. for the whole uh-huh. time. It's just that's when it's the best. I've read that because Ryan Johnson directed fly uh-huh. and he also directed ozymandias in the uh-huh. last it's the, it's the second to last episode and those are the two episodes that he directed and ozymandias is the highest rated episode mm-hmm. on imdb and fly is the lowest rated episode <laughs> wow. fly's so good yeah it is it's, it's really just good. Uh, it's, it still it's has okay. like an eight point something but right, that's yeah. the lowest episode right. rating on an episode of breaking because that shows i think it's phenomenal too I, yeah I didn't watch it at all when it, while it was airing or anything, uh-huh. but when the last episode was about to air, um, my brother and I started to watch it together, and we watched mm-hmm. it. We had, like, two weeks till the final episode aired, and we watched wow. all of it in two weeks to watch the last episode when, uh-huh. when it actually, the day it came out. And I haven't watched it since. It's I've gone back to it, and I'm, I'm just... So much of the things that I forgot, mm-hmm. but then the things that, like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen, like, oh, no. And, and you haven't seen Better Call Saul. I watched the I first, first season of Better Call I love Saul. it so much. I think that that's one of the most successful spinoff shows that I've ever mm-hmm. seen. In that, and I was worried that it wasn't successful. No, I think, I think the first season, but then the, it got so many mm-hmm. nev- nominations uh-huh. of the Emmys. I was like, oh, okay, good. Because I think it does such a good job of feeling in the same style of storytelling mm-hmm. as Breaking Bad, while it, telling a a different story. That's but not, it involves the same world, right? Yes. Yeah, but it's definitely like. They're not cooking meth. Right. They're dealing with people who do, but uh-huh. they're not doing it, and right. so it feels very I mean, different, but the same. It's right. so cool that the, in 
I need to watch more Better Call Saul because what I really like is so good. What yeah. I've seen is that they just keep bringing back more people. From yeah, the, well, that's the. the, the I, I love the first season, and it's the first season is really Bob Odenkirk setting up what right, Saul what Saul was. Mike's the only one, right? And the yeah, the first season it's really the yeah. two of them, and then yeah. there's one. Well, there's there's several cameos from other characters, but they're the two like they're not regulars; they just yeah. show up. Um, but. Uh, yeah, Better Call Saul is just absolutely. Once they get going, and then yeah. like they realize they're going to get greenlit for more seasons, like it's how do so we tell good. the backstory of this whole world? Yeah. So it's like by at this point, you've got the backstory of the Salamanca clan mm-hmm. that's in it, and you've got, um, you know, but the the Saul's backstory. You've got Mike Ehrmantraut's backstory. Yeah, you get I mean, he got um, Gus Fring's. So mm-hmm. it's like you get so many. Like I mean. A lot of Gus Frank's happened towards the end of um, Breaking Bad, but there's yeah, so much right. more in Better Call Saul as well, and so it's so like just is fleshing out what is already an amazing yeah, show. And it's, yes, and it's I think it's expertly paced. It's a, it's a slow burn, but yeah. it really it's it's definitely I, like I really it's like not the, the same show. Is the thing is yeah. it's people going into it like I know I work with a guy who loved Breaking Bad, but he loved it because it's a show about. Dudes making meth and like having to kill people and there's that's why I and, like the show. Dudes well, making meth. Yeah, well, I mean it's like a yeah, high it's yeah. a high intensity drama. Yeah, and then the majority of what happens in Better Call Saul is interpersonal drama of like, oh, is Saul Goodman gonna do this like terrible thing? That and makes your main him a bad character is like the, the, the comedic person from the, the yeah. original show. Mm-hmm. So that's another mm-hmm. part too, where mm-hmm. it's like. You're focusing on the comedic guy for the first one, but they're still trying to. They do still have drama. This season, this newest season, you get Huel. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love Huel. Uh-huh. I, I can't believe that I'm almost through season two and Mike Ermitra hasn't showed up. Yet. No, I was like, yeah, he didn't show up until. If he gets the last favorite. episode of season two, is when he shows up. He's my favorite. If I had to pick my favorite, yeah, and Mike gets so much, Mike Ermintrop gets so much good shit to do mm, in Better that, Call Saul. You really shouldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch it because it's all on Netflix right now. Yes, except for the newest season. In, right? in everywhere well, else, there hasn't other even than, been a newest season. No, it's there's one season that's done and completed that's not on Netflix. Okay, uh-huh. all right. In everywhere else other than America, Netflix distributes on a weekly basis Better Call Saul. In America, it's on AMC, and then they. It takes them like a year to put it yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. So the, there's three seasons on Netflix. I just need to yeah. watch it. I'll probably once I get through mm-hmm. watching it, watching El Camino, and then I'll probably watch Better Call Saul. But I mean, it's either Mike or Badger. Those are my two. <laughs> Badger's the best. I love Badger. Badger's great. <laughs> so I'm probably gonna have to hold out on watching El Camino because I really want to watch all of Breaking Bad right. again That's first. Because it's th- been I haven't seen yet. it since the finale, and yeah. I was watching it as it aired. So I had years invested in the show. Uh-huh. I had seen. I started. I, I think I started with season two. I had just started airing, so I think I had like. I watched season one because it's a short season two. AMC was only doing six episodes. Yeah, it was a seven. It was a seven six episode. seven episode. Yeah. 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 So it's like I'd seen that and like the first four episodes of season two had come out, and I had had some friends be like, "Oh, you should watch Breaking Bad." So I was like, okay. So I did that all in one day, and I was from <laughs> season two onwards. I was on board watching it every. So every year. there's a lot I've forgotten. There's a lot I haven't forgotten, but. I don't know if I really want to be reminded of it, but yeah. oh, I'm yeah. going to go through There's it before I see El Camino. You, you gotta, it's tough to go through, for sure. Mm-hmm. I just... When um, Danny Trejo shows up, yeah. and he's, I didn't realize that he literally is, is at the beginning of the episode, and he is on the turtle head by the end of that episode. Yes. Like, yeah. it is, he's not... I thought I was like, oh, he's in it a couple times, right? Nope, he... Turtle head by the end of it. Yep. <laughs> Man, I... I remember that yeah. until you said it. I had forgotten how much there's so much I, of that, that in the show. Me. We're like, yeah. like, oh my god. 
like the season two starts with the pink bear on the pool. Yeah. Like half burned, and you're like, I know what that means, like yeah. what that's leading to. And I did, I totally forgot that the dude, because I know he's been showing up in Better Call Saul too, the guy that's in the wheelchair. Yeah. Like, Hector Saul, oh, yes. Hector, yeah. And yeah. He, can he, he. Yes, he can talk. He can yeah, talk. He's a large. So I didn't, didn't realize that he. He's got a huge part. Yeah. He's Better way back in season yeah. one with mm-hmm. uh, Tuco. Yep. So I, I was like, oh, I didn't th- th- think until he showed up to so, but he's in it through the whole thing. So that's just cool to watch it again and be like, oh, I didn't realize he was way back. I watched it in two weeks, so like mm-hmm. all of all of it was jammed together. So now getting to watch it a little more mm-hmm. spread out is nice. But I do want to ask you guys, how do you feel about there being a movie? I, mean, I love it. There was there was there's been talk for several years now about about um, Vince Gilligan doing something. I with, mean, it's all Vince Gilligan, right? Yeah, yeah. Doing. I mean, well, there's there's someone him to do it. His <laughs> his creative partner runs Better Call Saul, but he definitely has input into it. And they're definitely like collaborating to do that. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's. There's been talk for years that he was going to do something, probably featuring what happens to Jesse. Like that was the rumor, right? And it's definitely like I mean, Vince Gilligan wasn't denying it. Yeah, but I'm I'm very excited, and it's yes. like Vince Gilligan ended on a high note. I would say for me, he ended on a high note for Breaking Bad, and Better mm-hmm. Call Saul has been nothing but good for me. I so really I'm, like. I know it's nothing but good. That last episode <laughs> is kind of divisive, but mm-hmm. I love that last I, episode. That last I episode is. Per- so I didn't good. see how it could end any other way. Basically, right. My only question is. Did he really die? <laughs> well, he should have. Yeah, I, I think so. I think th- the only thing that makes me not is that the, I mean, the cops are literally walking in as he is. He fell down at the cops. Coming. Right. So you feel like they could have saved him. Uh-huh. That's why the only the only thing that I've seen from El Camino is the, the uh, skinny skinny Pete mm-hmm. when he talks about him, that that little uh, teaser teaser yeah. Yeah. and then the other teaser that showed at the Emmys uh-huh. of uh, Jesse in the car and. He's listening to it, the cops, and he says that there are nine bodies. Uh-huh. So I was like, when I get to the finale, I'm going to count. count. Uh-huh. And there's ten, because he's one of them. I'm like, that means that Walter's still alive. No, that probably, I don't know. But that's what I'm like. So he probably is going to appear in it, too, but as like a flashback, flashback which something. is totally Or fine he's alive. Mm. How I would hope, you feel about that? I hope not. <laughs> Unless he's like in jail, and it's like the only scenes you get to him are in jail, and they need they need him, like... It's a Hannibal situation. I don't know. I feel they like the show... Into, like, for information, but I don't see how that... I think that takes away from Breaking Bad. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he, Vince knows. I feel like Vince... If he is alive, I trust Vince Gillen to have done it correctly, but that's yes. going into it without knowing, I don't want that. Right. Yeah. I, if I if it ends up being that way, I didn't know I wanted it. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> sure, it's done great. Right. Did you... any? I didn't watch... There's a new trailer out now. Have you yeah, watched it? Yeah, I watched watch it? it. Yeah? I'm not going to watch it. So It's... Uh, I I don't think it reveals that much. They're doing a very yeah. good job. Yeah, I saw yeah. the first teaser. I didn't I didn't watch the anything. I didn't want to see another teaser because right. like I thought in love. Shows him in the car. Yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of other people talking about Jesse, and then at the very end, he has one line of dialogue. They're so Netflix is doing the most they can to right their wrong of never promoting anything, and they realize what they have on their hands right now. So you know that Aaron Paul is like a Boise native. He's like from Idaho. Like uh-huh. from Boise, yeah. and like next week he's doing a screening of the uh, movie. Yes, the first the in premiere Boise. of the movie is going to be in Boise at their theater. Are we going? It's a seven hour drive. Yeah, I can drive to Boise. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. What, that's all I've been doing since school started. I've just been every time I got to doing homework or so just got put it on, put right. your bat on. So that's that's really what I've been spending my time on. Right. I mean, there's a lot more that I've I've seen, but that's the thing. We'll I'm get to it right now. Yeah, hit it again. So, here we go. Here we go. Hit it, boy. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. oh 
it's oh, me cool. again. It's Andy's gonna have. Oh, oh it's yes, no. I have I not. Yes, it. yeah, okay. It's the two of us. You start. I haven't. Have you finished it? I have not. How how far are you in? I've watched seven episodes. The last one I watched. We're talking about. Uh, the yes. Oh yes. We're, yes. We're <laughs> we are watching. We are talking about the TV adaptation of uh, the Taika Waititi film, What We Do in the Shadows. Which but is it's the I've FX seen the series. movie. And that movie is the movie amazing. Is, the movie is. And I need to watch the show. I think the show is almost as good. I think it's just as good, but it's got a it's different, different. It's got a different set of. It's hitting a lot of the same notes, but going in a different trajectory of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Which I think yes. you you get that when you have an expanded time frame, I think, because and a bigger budget, yeah, and a bigger budget. But and Taika like, Waititi still directed. He the did first the first episode, episode, and Jermaine wrote the script, and I think Jermaine Clement's basically the showrunner for, yeah. for it. I believe. Well, I mean, I love the guy who's in from Darth Marenghi. Darth oh, Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, Matt, the Matt, guy, Barry. Yes, yeah, Matt Barry. Matt Barry is, is the my favorite character best. of the yeah, show. I mean, yeah. he's so good in everything. That his <laughs> his delivery of lines yes. sometimes <laughs> is funnier than the actual joke. Because like I watched him in it crowd or the IT crowd. And yes, he's, he's so good at that. I too. okay. So you should watch Toast of London, Toast which of was London. on Netflix. It was a show he did for I think three seasons. Yeah, yeah. it's really funny. Uh, there's I don't think it's as funny overall as anything else, but like a lot of the the gags that he does are some of my favorite things. He just is so good at delivering lines. Yes, so, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, like the premise of the show mm-hmm. is that it's a documentary crew following real life vampires, uh-huh. and Guillermo, who is their uh, one of the their familiars, so he's like he's his human slave, and he uh-huh. wants to become a vampire, but they have no interest in turning him into a vampire. Uh-huh. They're using him as a human slave, uh-huh. and it's basically just like a documentary following them. These vampires who live in Staten Island. And I I watched I think I watched like all the episodes last night. What I uh-huh. I, I just turned it on because I didn't uh-huh. know it was on Hulu. Oh yeah, and I started watching yeah. it on Hulu and was like, oh, this is great because they're half hour episodes. Yes. It's the exact like How many same episodes are there? like eleven or twelve. I don't even know if it goes that far. It Maybe might be not. ten or eleven. But yeah, I'm it's only up same, to six. Yeah, it's the same style of comedy. Mm-hmm. And it, you you've seen the episode? There's a guest star. And it's Nick Kroll. Yes. As a New York vampire. Yes. And they're trying to make an alliance with... They're from Staten Island, and they're they're going to Manhattan to make an alliance with with Nick Kroll. Uh-huh. And it's just this giant... Nick Kroll just wants Matt Berry's hat. Uh-huh. And so it's this big elaborate <laughs> plan so he can get this hat that's made out of we- real witch skin. Uh-huh. And it's a cursed hat. Yeah, so he's <laughs> like, everyone hates that he has it in the first place. But he's <laughs> but Matt Berry is like, it's my hat and I want to wear it. <laughs> and and so eventually he like he has to give it to Nick Kroll and it immediately curses Nick Kroll. And it's there's like so funny. It's like a giant explosion. Uh-huh. And they Later on in the episode, they end up in the hospital, and he walks by a room, and he looks in, and he sees, he goes, that's my fucking hat. And he <laughs> walks in, and it's Nick Kroll's in the hospital bed. But it's like the other room is Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo's in the other room. <laughs> and like, on life support. But he doesn't care. And so he walks over, and he gra- he's like, that's my fucking hat. And he goes over, and he picks it up, and he looks at the bed, and it's, um, it's Nick Kroll. And I'm watching this by myself in my house, and he just goes... Get my hat back, you crispy piece of shit. <laughs> and just the delivery of it, I was almost in tears. I was laughing so oh, hard. It's like the payoff for the joke, too, is that he picks up the hat and Guillermo starts flatlining in the other room. So he puts the hat back and Guillermo goes back to regular heart rate. So he puts the hat back, he picks it back up and, and Guillermo flat-lined starts flatlining. It's him to, just trying to just, just deciding whether or not he's going to kill gonna someone. He's going to take it. Yeah, for the hat. It oh is gosh. hilarious. The do last the, episode, the werewolves show up. Yes, yes. Good. and it's really, also very funny. Also, yeah. really good. Is it the same guy? No, no. no. Although it's it's <laughs> the leader of them is Arge Barker, who mm-hmm. is a stand-up comedian, 
and is from Flight of the Concords. Uh-huh. He's their landlord. No, he's not their landlord. He's their neighbor yeah. in Flight of the Concords. Because the, the guy that was in the movie is uh-huh. also from Flight of the Concords, and he's like their manager. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. stayed. So, yeah. yeah. The, the last episode that I watched, and I think it's episode Darby, six. Mm-hmm. It might be episode five or six. Uh-huh. But the one where they have to go to animal control. Yes. Gets, That's the last one I've seen. Because they can turn into bats, and uh-huh. uh, Matt Berry gets captured as a bat <laughs> and taken to animal control, so then the whole episode is them trying to break him out. Uh-huh. Find it's a very reason. funny. One of the, my favorite additions to the show is energy vampires. Also a guy from Better Call Saul. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Um, because I think I saw from the trailer who the energy vampire guy uh-huh. is, like the bald, yes. kind of bald uh-huh. guy. What, who's he from? Better Call Saul. It take too long to explain. Yeah, oh, he's okay. a char- he's a character. He's the guy with the trading the- cards, right? Yeah, oh, yes. Okay. He's okay. introduced in Better Call Saul. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, it's like this whole concept they have introduced where they're not traditional vampires. Instead, he's a guy who works in an office and. He, he sucks your energy instead of your blood, so yeah. he's just the annoying office guy, it's and that's so how he fun. feeds. And eventually, he goes he... to a town town hall meeting yes. so he can mass feed, and then <laughs> he <laughs> just goes up and just reads like this most annoying diatribe, and he's like getting yeah, his energy he's, yeah. is getting sucked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like all the other vampires hate him too because <laughs> he, he can, just sucks he all can the feed off of them too. Literally, the first episode is. Guillermo trying to get us some LARPers to come back to the house. So, like, some virgins. Yeah, they're virgins, so he, they, they, they can feed on them. Yeah. And then they have a problem they have to deal with, so they all leave. And they come back to to drain their blood, and instead the energy vampire has gotten to them, and they're just bored to sleep. So it's like, oh, we're going to get nothing off them now. <laughs> they're <laughs> spoiled. Yeah. But they can't use them anymore because uh-huh. they're spoiled. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very good show, and I'm excited to watch the rest. It's of it. very much, and they've been guaranteed a second season. Yeah, which good, is great because it's such a risky. And it's FX, which F, I, I should have had more faith in FX because they have given I don't know how many seasons. It's always Sunny is up to but fifteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. yeah, with another guaranteed. I think three. Yeah, and it's like I know I know Charlie Day had an interview at one point. I think it was on Conan. And was like they just let us do whatever we want. Yeah, and it's like, well, do you even know what se- like when you're the show is ending? It's like. No, I don't even think they know we're on still. They just go, oh, that's okay. And they just go, next next meeting. But I should have had more faith, I guess, because of that. It's Always Sunny is continually <laughs> successful. And it's got a, I'm like three seasons behind on that because it just happens so quickly at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's, they, it's, a, it's a strong creative team and they just let them do whatever they want once it was proven successful. And it seems like with the, the power behind what we do in the shadows is a, an idea from Taika and Jermaine and Jermaine's the one writing the script and you have all these, I mean, most of the actors are unknowns to me other than, um, Matt Berry. Yeah. But are there either character actors or unknowns? And he's not popular in America. No, not particularly. No. Um, but he is, he is with us. Well, yeah. Yeah. For me, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, and Josh Hame, which he's on the new Desert Sessions records, which are Queens of the Stone Age. Matt Berry there. is? Yes. What? <laughs> oh, so in Toast of London, there's a whole... Th- okay, th- the picture oh, that you yes. shared, I yeah. thought he was the first person out yeah. there, but I was like, oh. So there's, I don't <laughs> oh, know, they must have God. met, they must have met each other somehow. Josh Hame is a big fan of comedy. There's a whole subplot in an episode of Toast of London where Matt yeah, Berry is sleeping yeah. with, he's always sleeping with women, and half the time they are... Like, that's the whole point of an episode is he sleeps with a woman or he's trying to sleep with a woman and by the end of the episode they're revolted with him and they never sleep with him again. Oh. So, like, this whole episode, there's a girl that, like, he's been in love with forever 
And they sleep together. It's like, oh, you know, I better not do it this time because my boyfriend's coming to town. He's like, who's your boyfriend? He's like, uh, Josh Hame, Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> He's actually in the episode, and they fight. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, man. It's, so, it's, it's very funny because when he got announced, like, that's the, that's the biggest name for the new Desert Sessions record I'm, I'm excited about is Matt Berry because he sings the song that's in Toast of London. He sings, like, a song almost every episode. Yeah. So he's, he's got a nice singing voice. And it's very funny that he would be on this. So, yeah, Matt Berry is, like, my favorite. I mean, all I need to hear people. was One Track Lover. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's a great song. <laughs> I mean, it's like, other than that, other than him, there's nothing character-wise in the show that sells it other than, like, FX believes in it. So yeah. I'm... I know later I, Batista shows up as a cameo oh, yeah. of the vampire, and there's someone else that's famous. There's that a shows bunch up of cameos I, that happen uh-huh. later, in the I, season, which I have not gotten to. The main, the Baron, who is so like the king of vampires, comes uh, to like check on them. Yeah, do you know who that is? Is it Doug Jones? It's Doug Jones. That's okay. So it's the guy who's like in Guillermo all of the Toro's guy. Toro. Yeah. yeah, he's the monster in all cool. Guillermo del Toro's. Movies. I did see they like, and he's tweeted, really funny. They yes. tweeted a clip of. Like there's, <coughs> like I don't know if it's the last episode, but there where there's like a ton of cameos. Of yeah, that must be the, the episode. Last, episode probably the last uh-huh. episode. I watched that clip, and so I was like, now I gotta watch the whole thing because that uh-huh. clip is just perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great show. It's yeah. it does everything, and they retool several several prospects from mm-hmm. the, the from movie. the movie, especially like the familiar relation and uh-huh. and stuff like that, and going out into nightclubs and, and stuff like that. But it, it builds upon it in ways that I think. Makes it makes the movie its own fun thing, and I think, and it's its own separate thing yeah. while still being like both things could exist. Yes, because the original it's not the a movies, retelling. The movie set is set in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and this one is set in. Oh, okay. Yes. That's so it's like they can be in yeah. the same, and yeah. it feels like they're. in There's the same no movie. reason yeah. for them not to exist in the same universe. So it's not like you're getting the same thing rehashed for a TV show. You're getting the same premise told in a TV show format. In fact, it would be really. F- I don't know if they. Do, but it'd be really funny if some of the characters from the originals right, end right. up showing yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, if Taika is part of it, you right. get it, you're probably going to show I up. I would <laughs> kill for Taika's character to show up in the uh-huh. show. That'd be great. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the show. Everyone yeah. should watch it. It's on Hulu, and it's very I, it's a very short yeah, yeah. thirty minute episodes that are I think hilarious. They're very easy to just kind of mm-hmm. put on. Yes. Great. All right. Next next thing. All right, Andy. I'll do it. Yeah, right, because I'm it. it's facing me. Big money, big money, big money. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> Whammy. Oh. oh. Did you so guys watch this? I have no I idea what this is. No, I didn't watch it. Oh, oh I know so, what it is, wait, but I, I didn't watch I, it. Yes, I, I do know. I, I guess I know what the reveal of it is. I watched it today. It is the, what is it? It is, oh, I don't even know what it's called. It's Battle of something rock. But what is it? The Jurassic Park short. <laughs> so but how I, I was short trying to actually is say, it? It's eight minutes. Oh, yeah. It's eight and a half It's really long. short. And, like, the credits is, like, what the point of it is. Uh, <laughs> like, so, I mean, it probably would have helped. I still haven't seen the... The second one? The I second haven't Jurassic either. World. Mm-hmm. I have but, seen it. Yeah. So, um, Is it better or worse than one? We saw... <laughs> that phase doesn't help us at all. We saw one <laughs> together. I like I one. like one more. Really? Yeah. I, I like the one. first half of Jurassic World, and then the second half, I'm like, oh. Okay. Um, I, yeah... <laughs> Fallen Kingdom's not very good. I I saw a lot of people say I like the that idea. they liked it more than one because it's not so nostalgia stuck like the second half of Jurassic World one. Yeah, it's but I don't. I like the idea. I do want to. I like it. certain mm-hmm. ideas that it presents, and other mm-hmm. ones are just baffling. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, 
Well, the big reveal that you told me about, yeah. that I didn't kind of know about. See, is, I have no idea what I won't say anything right now. Crazy. Don't spoil but, this gem for me. The reason... I do like no, the... Yeah. There's, like, the last act of the movie is essentially kind of turns into almost a horror movie. Oh. And I like that a lot. See, I like yeah. that idea, too. I like the prospect of it. Because that's kind of what the first The first half of Jurassic Park yeah. is a horror. And then yeah. where, the first half and then where it ends, I'm like, that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. I wish that was this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> so... so the reason that I want to watch Fallen Kingdom now and watch the new movie, did you hear was who was announced? To yeah, come I mean, back? I couldn't, I couldn't be on the internet and not know <laughs> right. that the three main leads. The three are coming main back leads, because I'm like, so pumped about it. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I better watch this short. I assume that's where they're revealed. Is this short? No. no. Oh, no. wow. Okay. No. So they were only revealed because he was like showing. It was a, they were doing. Was a, it a Fantastic Fest? No, Collider was doing a mm. screening of the second movie with Trevorrow. Oh. And he just and he's directing out. the third one. He just he's like, back. come uh, on out, Laura well, that Dern. Doesn't, he was he, like, that doesn't give me any confidence. Yeah, and he was like, Laura Dern is here. Come on out. And she came on. She was like, I'm in the new movie. And like the audience didn't realize, like they weren't connected. They were like, wait, what? And she was like, yes, I'm in the new movie. And they were like, oh yeah. And then they also announced that uh, <laughs> Goldblum Gold will have like, more of a part than he good. did. In the, what <laughs> you saw Kingdom. in the trailer for Fallen Kingdom is what he is That's in the so movie. Annoying. That's it. It's, <laughs> That's crazy. He has bookended. They, they lean so heavily on. Yeah, it. he has bookended scenes uh, in the courtroom, but you never see him out of that scene. Great. Well, that's a good payday for him. Yeah. So the short um, really just kind of redoes stuff that you've seen in Jurassic Park. Movies. I heard a lot of people really liked it, and it's cool. Yeah. I mean. So it's like an homage to the other movies? Yes. Just trying to get you hype? Yeah. And it's directed by Trevorrow. He directed cool. it, didn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure he did. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it was kind of cool to watch. Kenzie didn't like it because a uh, uh, baby dinosaur gets hurt. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Do you guys care what the huge reveal is at the end of it? I mean, it's an eight minute, an eight and a half minute short. I don't Do you know think it's all... a reveal that ties into the next movie? Or is it its own standalone? Yes. I mean, I'm I assuming like it'd it, have to be. That was a dumb thing during the say. credits, <laughs> and it's like during... It's like people, like, filming things. So it's not like a... I don't know. It's yeah, not like a Go ahead and tell. Go ahead It's just tell. that there are now dinosaurs everywhere. Oh, that's at the end of Fallen Kingdom. Okay. Well, so. fucking spoilers! <laughs> Humanity is the Fallen Kingdom! <laughs> I, I saw the movie. I didn't even have to see it. So yes, that's the whole thing. Is that showing <coughs> clips of dinosaurs being yeah. around the world. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. Sorry, that's not a spoiler for the short, but it's a spoiler for Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> I mean, it's that's what it felt like the whole short was about. Was yeah. that there is now? So I feel like it's just connecting the end of the second one to it's like a, getting you ready. It's for a the, midway the tie-in. Yes. Yeah. So, but it had, and I'm pretty sure it's the guy from the show Castle Rock. I still haven't seen that. I love that show. But I think he's the main guy in the short. Mm. So I don't know if he's going to now be in the the third movie. In my experience with shorts not. that tie into movies, is he'll be a character that has like a scene. Yeah, probably. Just be like, look, yeah. that guy was in the thing. And I'm not sure if it is actually him, but I was like, I know mm. I'd recognize this guy, but I don't. I, I was like, that maybe he's from that because I haven't. It wasn't right. something I'd seen him from. But yeah, I, sh- I watched that today because I was like, I'll watch it. And the scene that it really takes from is from the uh, Lost World, where they're in the the, the thing that rolls and uh, all goes off the edge, and they're like, oh yeah, they, yeah. They, they, like, yeah. So it took a lot from that. It felt like. Because it takes place in a camp, and they're in their, like, trailer, and then a dinosaur shows up. Mm. It's kind of, like, the, the whole thing. Sure. It was, That's I mean, interesting. I mean, it made me, like, uh, th- I don't think it the short... It did what it wanted you to do. Right. Yeah. I don't think the short made me want to go see the, the third one. The, reveal, the, the the announcement that they're going to be it, it, in it is going to make me go uh-huh. see the yeah. third one. So, <laughs> is, it, is it him? I can't find it. Okay, well, I'm going to say that it is. I'm going right. to hard stand on that. All right. <laughs> 
All right, next thing. Great. I'll spin it. You spin it. Oh, bankrupt. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Booksmart! Oh, Booksmart! Booksmart! Weren't we gonna remove these if we talked about them so it'd be a smaller wheel? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, you're doing it. I'm just not paying attention. Yeah, every time (laughs) you hit, it removes it. Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Did all you guys see both you guys have books for No, I haven't. Raymond hasn't seen it. All right. I've already talked about it. Mm -hmm. I fucking loved it. I I, um, really liked it, but I feel like you hyped it a lot more. I did. (laughs) Than what I, because I still, I really enjoyed it. I also got a, I I got a comment about that from one of our listeners. Oh. Because he was trying to remember, he's like, did you see Booksmart? I was like, no, he's like, oh, it was Andy. He was talking it up so much, he said it was better than Superman. (laughs) I still agree. So I do have to bring up this point that is really funny, listening back to what we've talked about. Some of the things that you say, (laughs) every time you bring up a movie, you're like, it is the best movie of 2019. And then the next movie you talk about, it's like, it "It was the best movie of 2019. You say it for every movie. It's just, it's really funny. But, so like, you, the thing you said in the podcast was like, once they go to the first party, it, like, really takes off. And it's just, the first party, it's just crazy. And I was like, okay, like, I'm ready for something really crazy to happen in the first party. And it really... <laughs> Is that how I phrased it? Yes. Well, so, he's the only one, do you listen? Other than to edit? Yes. I was like, I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I, so you can I, tell I, me I, I said anything right. I believe. I listen to it so I can feel like I'm always with you guys. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <That's> sweet. <laughs> anyway... Um, I will agree that uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter is the best part. Oh, yeah. I think that's movie. maybe what I meant. Is she's yeah. like I mean, she's in that party and she's just yeah. wild from the get go. And yeah. she she is awesome in that movie. And um, when at the end of the movie, when the Run the Jewels song plays, I was Fuck like, yes. oh, yeah, hell yeah, that that was great. I mean, it was I really enjoyed it, but I think I just I feel like you. Hyped it a little too much, but I Maybe. still really liked it. I still think Raymond, you should. Oh, I, I should mean, watch it because I am so excited I think to see the, it. The friend dynamic of the movie is they do such a good job of that. Like, and it doesn't because you like feel like it's going to have the whole cliche of them like breaking up and like uh, coming back together, but they they do it in like a new and interesting sure. way that it's not super cliche. So I, I thought that was really cool. And and I think I might have asked this when you were talking about Booksmart the first time, but have you guys both seen Blockers? Yes. Have you seen Blockers? I've seen Blockers. Okay. Oh, I was like, I like that movie. I forget that it's not called. It's not Cock Blockers. Yes, yeah. I did see Blockers. I've, so it's, I feel like it's kind of like I, that. I've seen that, and it felt very much to me like, like a gender bent modern version of Superbad. So right. it's like if this is on the same level, it's good company, yeah. and that's probably since that's female centric. I bet that's probably more closely. Related. I would one hundred percent agree. It's like a female Superbad, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. the um, girl from. Ladybird is definitely oh, Fieldstein, who's also in what, what we, we do in the, the shadows. shadows. Yeah. yeah, so she's a hundred percent Jonah Hill's character from Superbad. Which perfect. <laughs> yeah, and then I would agree that the the other girl, which I don't know what she's, I don't know if she's been in. She's in. Uh, she's definitely. Michael she's in a Sarah. lot of. TV she's definitely shows. Michael. Sure. So like yeah. they definitely fill in those roles, uh, but like they. It's, I think it's not. It's not it's played not, out. Yeah, I feel like that's more of just like a cliche of those type of movies sure. than Superbad specifically. Well, it's like Superbad right, is right. like the life story of Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I I mean, I'm not saying that it was a bad movie. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. keep looking at me like <laughs> you're mad at me looks. I, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> that it's not the best movie of 2019. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. <laughs> but I, I did, It was. it's a really good movie. and I, I would say it's it's in my top echelon of like looking back on all the movies, it's mm-hmm. one of them that I remember more than awesome. others. Yeah, it's one of my favorites of the year. There's Does gonna be—is that a better way to yeah. phrase it? No. <laughs> I, there's gonna be a time. I've taken off a bunch of time 
at work recently to <coughs> to get through the get these concerts and, and stuff like that done. So I have, and I'm taking some time off in the next two months to go on some some sort road trips. But I haven't really taken a vacation in, since last year, and I was doing something that whole vacation. So this year, I'm really planning, like sometime in December, just taking like maybe a week or more off and just watching all this shit. I've got yeah, a whole good, list. Good. It's like, I'm going to make a list of what's available oh, where yes. and just I, start I, pounding through this so stuff. Many, they, I've made that list of uh-huh. went through all the streaming services to find stuff to, for us to watch. I have mm-hmm. so many things. I will, one more thing about Booksmart is the scene with in, in the car with Jason Sudeikis. It's is so funny. The, the best. It's so, yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> he plays their principal who oh, also shows up later. It's yes. very funny. Yes. Yeah. There are definitely some very laugh-out-loud moments. Yeah, so. He's also uh, married to Olivia Wilde. That's what I was, so I was about to ask. Oh, why he's in it. I thought that, that was totally the makes sense. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Perfect. All right. Yep. I'm going to spin it now. Do it. It's right. my turn to spin. Do it. Try it. Now we'll get something trash. Probably. <laughs> oh. Oh. Where's it going? One of my things? Is it going to be one of my things? Look at that. One of your so things. So close to being <laughs> trash. Well, I didn't see one of my things. Bumblebutt. Bumblebutt. Okay, so. <laughs> on... On my nine and a half hour flight to London, I was I needed something to watch, and they have a large selection of recently released and some stuff that was still in theaters. Oh, I'd, that's crazy! I had seen all the stuff that was still in theaters, mm-hmm. so like, uh, I've like Endgame was in there. It was like stuff that was at the very end, sure. stuff to be playing in the ground. But I'd seen yeah. all those, so I was like, well, what have I not seen? And I had not seen the latest Transformers movie, Bumblebee. I've Bumblebee. heard it's very good. It is very fun. It is. Because it's not directed by Michael Bates. It's not Bay. directed by Michael Bates. So produced no, by Michael Bates. and it's Bates. Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. And it's directed by Travis Knight, who has done all the um, the Leica movies. So he did Paranorman oh, and Kubo. And so I he think knows how to make them feel like real people. It, things. Yeah. And it's feelings. it's set in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It feels like an action-adventure movie that would come out of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Hey, Haley Steinfeld is really likable as the character. Mm-hmm. Um, Bumblebee has a new design. It's a new-ish design. Which is kind of funny considering, I mean, is it considered the same Transformers universe as the other yes. movies? So it's like, so, so he gets a new design got- that's a different design from because he was, what he ends up being. Because he switches to being a, like a Camaro in the... He's at the end, yes. Product place. At the end a, of this movie. He's actually a bug in this movie. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. And it's just kind of fun... Sorry. To see, Bumble- I guess he's a bug at the beginning of the Transformers, but then he's like, "That's a dumb car," so then he changes it to Camaro. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, right. The fir- from the first scene in this movie, the first fifteen minutes of this movie is a is a Transformers battle on Cybertron with the Decepticons, and finally, and it's like, I can imagine that being in a Michael Bay movie. Mm-hmm. And not being able to tell what the hell was happening. Because, just like the Dinobots. Just like the Dinobots. Because, I never watched that movie. Because Michael Bay shoots action like that <laughs> it where upsetting. it's so much on the screen. It's all in your face yeah. and you can mm-hmm. barely tell what's going on. It was so refreshing to watch this and know exactly what was going on. <laughs> it was choreographed really cool. It looked really cool. The CGI was good. It was like the best... Tra- it was like, oh, this is why people like Transformers. Because <laughs> there's cool action sequences that like this. the magic. That makes sense and you can follow what's happening. Right. And so... God, just... Which one? <coughs> the second one or the third one where there's the robot, the Transformer that looks like a girl in college and then, like, it's actually, like, a robot with, like, a really <sighs> long tongue. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, garbage. I will, um, I will say, like, this movie is cheesy. Sure. And there's some really cheesy moments. And, like, John Cena is in a different movie. <laughs> and it's... That's so good. And all the military stuff that. is, like, 
stupid B movie action. Which action. It's, if it's trying to be an it 80s is a movie, movie. a large you know, B movie. Yeah, a large uh-huh. a large portion <laughs> of this movie <laughs> involves the Decepticon showing up and being like, "Oh." Hi, U.S. military, can we use your resources to get this bad guy because he wants to destroy your world? And everyone's like, that's a good idea. We should go with these guys. And John Cena's like, they're called the Decepticons. <laughs> like, is, no one, is nobody else noticing uh-huh. this? Like, shouldn't we? And then the, the military's just like, all right, we'll do it. And they, like, help him. And then the Decepticons, like, kill everybody in the military. Right. But it was like, I had no, I've had no desire to watch Transformers after... I saw the third one, the one where they go to the moon. The Dark Side of the, the Moon. Dar- yeah. yeah. The I the moon. hated the second one, honestly. Yeah, the second yeah. one was bad. Two and three. So and bad. I had no I like, desire. I, I, like I will one, go back but and I think, watch the first one. I, I, like, I like one, but I know, it's not a, I know it's not a great movie no. or a good representation necessarily of Transformers, but I find it an enjoyable time. Yes. The first yeah. one. So you're telling me Bumblebee doesn't have any robot nuts? It does not. It doesn't, uh, does it have anyone opening their fuel door and peeing? Out of it? I don't think Transformer so. That's the first Transformers thing. Yes. <laughs> well, it happens in multiple. Yeah. Uh, so, does it have uh, T.J. Miller talking about the age of consent? No. Oh, perfect. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Even, what is that? <laughs> that's in the Mark Wahlberg one. Oh, yeah. See, I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, that's a large part of that movie. Is like Mark Wahlberg's daughter is like eight. Is like seventeen there. or something like that. And T.J. Miller is playing his real age of like thirty something, and then. The whole time, he's constantly going to, like, Mark Wahlberg's like, I disapprove of this. He's uh, like, no, dude, I looked it up. It's Romeo and Juliet law. I'm totally allowed to do this. There, I, the last uh-huh. thing I will say about it is that there is kind of a, a very, it's a very family-friendly, sure. like, PG action movie yeah. through the whole is thing. It PG? I believe it is PG. Yeah. Which is surprising because at one point, the Decepticons come down, and they're talking to these two hicks, and they just look at each other, and then they make them explode. There's no blood, cool. is there? It's like they turn into, like, guts goo. Guts goo. It's not red, but they turn into right. goo, and then the and then one of the Decepticons goes, I like the way they explode. And then they drive away, and it's like, whoa, they just, like, show up and just start murdering people. Cool. And and it, it, it kind of, <laughs> the movie kind of plays it for laughs, mm-hmm. but it's also just kind of like, weird. these people are innocent. Ugh. Like, you get a little backstory of these people, and it's kind of a funny exchange, and then they're just blown up. <laughs> It's, it's like, kind of oh. like the beginning of Shazam. Yeah. Where he's like, they, he storms into the building, like the office building. It's like, fuck you, Dad. I have powers now. And just yeah. starts throwing people out of this, like, this giant building. Yeah. But like, at least oh. you kind of have a reason to not like right. those people. Like, these yeah. people are just like, they're just like, funny, it, yes. they're just like funny rednecks. And then sure. the Decepticons just blow them up. Sure. So the trailer made it look like it's, uh, <coughs> Iron Giant. Is it Iron Giant? It's very Iron Giant. Yeah. Which, sure, you yeah. should go for something that hits those marks. <laughs> yeah, I think Travis Knight understood what needed to happen with the Transformers movie, and I think it hit all the marks, and I, I liked it a lot. Awesome. But could they ever do another one now? Yeah. Like, they, it doesn't set it up that there could be another one? Yeah. B- before the yeah. first Transformers? Yeah. Like, because when did it take place? In the 80s. Oh, okay, so it could. So this okay. is going to be the new trajectory of franchises, as you do one-off movies that take place somewhere... And a, a different, diff- a different yeah. timeline or a different yeah. part because you have to cover up that there is now boo boos <laughs> in your film history. Is Optimus in it? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, he's All in right. it. So that's Bumblebee. I uh, I enjoyed it. Watched it on a plane. Nice. Yeah. The plane didn't change into a transformer. No. 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 That kind of sucks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just exiting out of that. <laughs> nope. Yep. 
where are we? Ooh. Oh. So I'm assuming this was you, Sammy. This is me. I, All right. I also own this. Yes, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I, I, I wanted, so now that my um, reading competition with my family is over, they don't count graphic novels as books, which is garbage. Lame. <laughs> and I tried to make my case. Yeah, uh, screw that. <laughs> they don't want to count Fucking sit down <laughs> Watchmen in front of them. Right, Watch, yeah, Watchmen yeah. is on Times 50 Greatest Novels of All Time. Right. So. Oh, yeah. And I like showed them, um, what is it, about Valerian? Where it's mainly just words, but there's some pictures in it. Like oh, yeah. I like sent them pictures of that. I was like, this should totally count. And they're like, no. Yeah, so no. I didn't read That's any bullshit. comics. I didn't read any comics over the summer because I was like, it's not gonna count. So read, yeah. yeah, I was trying to read actual books. So now that I'm in school, I've been using the um, hoopla. Is what it's called. Uh, hoopla. From <laughs> the library it lets you have graphic novels for mm. like new graphic novels or popular graphic novels right. for. Um, the library, so you get a Vermont. Nice. So I, I, I did Superman Red Sun because awesome. I always really wanted mm-hmm. to read that, um, and I really liked it. I expected, I did not ex- expect him to still be good because what I'd heard about Red Sun, I mean, he's not like 100% good, but what right. I heard was like he lands in uh, it's a, it's a what if storyline, yeah. right? Yeah, if Superman came to Earth, but instead of landing in farmland Kansas, he lands in communist Russia. So I was like, oh, he's immediately just gonna be like a villain, but no, uh-huh. he's literally still like grown up at a, like ra- is raised at like the same values and stuff as Superman, mm-hmm. but it's just that then the communist Russia like it has control of him and he's right. been doing, doing stuff for communist Russia instead. Mm-hmm. Well, then it starts to corrupt him a little bit more, and then he has like the existential kind of stuff of, like, what should I be doing? But it's... And then, like, the whole... Like, there's a whole storyline of... Because now... Because Lex Luthor... I mean, everyone's still in it, but they're, like, different versions of it. Yeah. So there's a Batman that is in communist Russia, oh, and it, that is so cool, because he has, like, the, the like the hat, the, like, uh-huh. the Russian hat. Oh, like, good. It's, it's... I was... I had no idea uh-huh. that Batman was in it. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, that's so cool. And so, like, Lex and... Um, well, what's the main girl's name? Lois. Lois Lane. Yeah, Lois Lane, like, are married. Like, uh-huh. they, they are, are together. And then, like, Lex Luthor's, like, storyline is super cool because he's, like, of course, he's, like, I still got to kill Superman because I'm Lex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just I not at all what I was expecting. I thought for sure it was just going to be Superman's a, a villain mm-hmm. and they're trying to get rid of him, but it was so much more than that. There's so. very few comics I own, and Red Sun is one of them. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 know I you, own two you, other Superman books. And you always one, praise Superman. Yep. That's, there's uh, there's more I need to get. They're like standout stories from over you, time of Superman. There's eighty, oh, it's almost eighty years, if not eighty, because Batman just turned eighty, so Superman's yeah. right in that same time frame. But there's almost a hundred years of comics, and a lot of them are not worth remembering because for a long time they are just, pound, you know, early history. They're just pounding out stories, trying to make like a weekly or a month, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and. At a certain point in time, there are good ones that come around, and they are worth reading, I yeah. think. And that's one of them. All-Star is one that you... All-Star Superman. Yes, you, that you, is you my let, favorite comic. You lent that to me, and I love that one. That one's great. Mm-hmm. When he says there's no time to waste in the comic, I was like, you've done it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, I, the ending of Red Sun, mm-hmm. the, like, the, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but you know I love time stuff. Right. <laughs> it is... Insane. Yes. The end, Andy. I won't spoil it because I feel I feel like you need to read it. But there is a time element to it that is amazing okay. and insane. It's so cool. All right. It's great, but I won't ruin it. Okay. Have you seen the comic? Uh, Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? Uh. Uh-uh. That is. I think Alan Moore might have written it. I think he did. Yes. Some, I I have it, and it's an excellent 
book. It's basically... Is it Superman? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the idea was, I think, I can't remember what, what year it came out, but essentially DC was doing a reboot, and they were ending the continuity that had existed for the entire DC universe up to that point. From the inception of the characters is the first time they did it. So they invited Alan Moore to do this story of the last story of Superman. And so it's this whole idea of this news reporter. It's been like Superman hasn't been seen in like five or ten years, maybe maybe ten years or a little bit longer. And so it's this reporter from, I think, the Daily Planet trying to be like, whatever happened to Superman? And it's like he tracks down Lois Lane and it's just Lois Lane telling this whole story of like, oh, here's what happened the last time I saw Superman. Uh And it's like every big character that ever showed up in a Superman comic is in there somewhere. And it's a, it's, it's a beautiful story. I think it ends really nicely um, for tying. It's like, what if you actually like pretending for once that Superman was going to end here's like Alan Moore got to write the ending. That's cool. So yeah, I have that if you ever want to yeah, read it. I it's would. it's I mean, one of my favorites So far, as well. the two Superman ones that I've read <laughs> that you've recommended, yeah. I've really enjoyed. There, there's a story in the back. It collects a bunch of extra Superman-related comics that Alan Moore did. They were like one-off issues. Uh-huh. And so it's... Because it's a collector's hardback. And, and so it's like there's one where it's... Um, it's like Superman's birthday or something like that <laughs> and it's a batman comic and it's batman and robin get gifts to take to superman for the fortress of super of solitude and they get there and it turns out some someone is has set up a like an ensnaring plant or something that feeds you your worst fears and so it is alan moore Good. gets like he it paralyzes Batman and Robin, and you get to, like, you see Bruce Wayne's biggest fears realized, and it's, like, huh. alternate mm-hmm. realities of, like, what if he didn't become Batman? It, it's, a, it's a really fun experiment. And, yeah. and then, like, the, there's another one in there that is a Swamp Thing comic that is, which Alan Moore did an amazing run of Swamp Thing that I have yet to buy because there's a lot of collected issues, and it's, like, $20 a book for, like, 20 books. Yeah, I know I've, I'm almost like rented that from the library a couple yes. times because I know that I've, it's I've really gotten a couple good. paperbacks that are really old yeah. that I would say if you can check it out from the library, do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking for like the library oversized editions hardback right, that you right. could buy. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a comic where like um, Superman exit, like is he senses some, some, some sort of trouble and it's like Swamp Thing has devolved and it's gotten something's wrong with him and he's just kind of like a puddle on the ground. Mm-hmm. And Superman gets trapped inside of him and has to like nurse, like has to, like and and Superman has like a fever or some shit like that. Huh. And Swamp, it's like Swamp Thing's perspective of like the hive mind consciousness he has, being like, "How do I help this guy? What's wrong with him?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just love the when you know like the original story and then mm-hmm. reading like the what if stories or mm-hmm. the different version of stories. Like I've read the two two volumes of the Batman Earth. Earth One, mm-hmm. where those are really great. I love Flashpoint. Flashpoint's so cool, where uh-huh. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. That's yeah. awesome. And then, yeah, now Red Sun. And now the Marvel's doing the the What If TV show, where sure. it's just gonna, every episode's just going to be That's just a good excuse for them thing. to do whatever they want. Right. Yeah. So that, that makes me excited about the, the uh-huh. What If, because I'm just all, I'm like, now that I know how it no, normally went to see how the thing, if one thing would have changed, how it all would have changed. So those are, 
I love those. Those are great. You know that CW is doing their finale of Arrow is a Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yep. And I, they and just released the picture of Brandon, Brandon Routh as Superman, God. and it looks He's cool. also the other character from Legends of Tomorrow right. as well. Yeah. It's like, I have not... I watched maybe one episode of Arrow when it first came out, and I know that after the first couple of seasons, it really trails off. But uh-huh. boy, I'm going to watch this whole like mini-season thing they're doing. It's like six <laughs> episodes or something like that. Because uh, he, he has like the gray hair on the sides. Kind they of also thing. have it's... Tom Welling from from Smallville as also another Superman. Shh. So I am... Oh, that's going to be cool. They, I'm very excited for it. Because if you're going to go out with a bang, you might as well do... <laughs> right. They Their whole DC universe on CW is insane as it is. You might as well just bring in... All this stuff that everyone you can get, bring them all in. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. There you go. So that's seven of our list of 14. So we've hit <laughs> we're the halfway doing, point. We're doing great. All right. We can do it. We can do it. Oh, you broke it. I broke it. We can also cut out some of this time when we're <laughs> just waiting for it. Ooh, I'm excited to see this. Yes. Uh... This is mine. I saw it on Monday. And what was uh, it? It's Hustlers. Yes. The, the movie with Jennifer Lopez and um, Cardi B. Cardi B. And, and the girl from Lizzo. Riverdale. Lizzo. And Lizzo's and, in it. Yeah. Yep. And, and Constance um, Wu. Constance Wu is the main, awesome. main I character. Her. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like Martin Scorsese uh, directed a movie about. Uh, strippers that are taking... Uh, it's take, like it's a heist, isn't it? Kind of. Kind they're, of. They're like, they figured out a way to use these asshole Wall Street guys and like use their... trick them into spending their credit cards and then like stealing them. So it's a real... It's based on a real like uh-huh. story, a real thing that happened. And it's kind of interesting because it's, it's like how the the Wall Street crash really affected them because uh-huh. it was like um, like a yeah, lot it's of... Yeah, secondary players in, a, in that market is yeah. their whole livelihood depends on those people mm-hmm. um, for the scheme. And, yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it because you guys haven't seen it. Right. And I, don't, I, I, I will don't... relay... Kenzie saw it. Kenzie yeah. saw it. And I will relay that she loved Lizzo uh-huh. on the flute. Oh, and yeah, Lizzo plays flute. She sat next to a guy who was just upset the entire time that <laughs> it wasn't just a stripper movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It's definitely. Did she get retweeted by the actual Hustler? Uh, yeah, yeah, she Hustler did. She tweeted about thought. that, and Hustler retweeted her. So. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Very um, funny. Uh, the, there, J-Lo's introduction scene, like, she has a dance that she does that's like the introduction of her character. Yeah. And introduction through dance. Yeah. <laughs> and they had to do it to him. It is a really good scene. Cool. I will say that much. And the fact cool. that JLo did all of her <laughs> JLo did all of her own dancing uh-huh. and just seeing oh, yeah, and going I hope this, so. At she's in her career, 50s, right? Yeah. And she still looks like that. Mm-hmm. And she did that. She did that. So, um yeah, it's it's hard to go into without talking about spoilers. Right. right. Yeah. Good. But Let's go, we'll get through this fast. I, you love it. I I liked it a lot. It's, yeah. It's not one of the best of 2019. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it a lot. Are you gonna so, say? I would recommend seeing it. Are you gonna in, say all right now? All right. <laughs> that's just something else you do a lot. You, uh, when you're you're done talking about something, you go all right. Right. I'm glad you're bringing up these things on air. Yeah, thanks for laugh. that. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Andy. Makes me laugh, too. <laughs> Crispy piece of shit. 
There's the first episode of what we do in the shadows when someone just says go back to England or something like that. He just goes, "What the fuck did you say?" Turns <laughs> around. One of my favorite things. This is not even. His it's, it's just his delivery. It's yeah, delivery. his delivery is perfect. All right, let's. So see hustlers. See hustlers. hustlers. That includes myself. I'm demanding myself well, to go see. Not enough stripping in it. That's okay. <laughs> oh. This is you again. Oh, this is going to be another well, short one. Most of it's going to be you at this point. Yeah, this is going to be another short one for me because I'm I, so excited to see this. I've only, this, uh, the HBO series, The Righteous Gemstones. And how mm-hmm. many episodes are even out right now? Is it like four or five? Really already? They, they dropped two on the first night, uh, so I don't know okay. how many they, I think this it might looks be three so good. Yeah. I have only watched the pilot. Okay. Mm. I'm going to say that much. Alright. And it is not what I was expecting it to be. Oh, really? Okay. It's way more than I was expecting yeah. it to be. Great. It's written... Uh, by uh, Danny McBride mm-hmm. and um, the, his friend that directed Halloween, uh, David Gordon Green. Oh, yes. Awesome. Who's David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green, his, his friend. friend. Yeah. That's not the way I meant to do it. <laughs> That's not the way I meant to phrase it. So isn't he also the director of Pineapple <coughs> Express? Yeah. Yeah. David Gordon <laughs> Green has directed a lot of movies. Yeah. But lately, him and Danny McBride have been working sure. as... Um, as like partners, a, as partners. So mm-hmm. like they've been writing everything together. So Danny McBride and directed the first episode. It. He is also in it. Yeah. Yeah, so the Righteous character. Gemstones is about a over the top like evangelical a like preacher family super church with John Goodman is the dad, and then uh, Danny McBride is the oldest son, and Adam Devine. Adam Devine is the youngest. And Walton Goggins <laughs> is in it as well. Walton Goggins hasn't showed up, but he was in the preview for the next episode, right. and he plays. A pastor by the name of Baby Dave or something. It's like Baby I, something. I love that. It's so funny. I love everyone that's in like the, the show. the point that they're, <coughs> they're doing it for money? Like, isn't that yeah, like kind basically. of the, the, the point? Not exactly. Mm. Okay. It's, it's kind of like... It's like they lost touch with what they're doing. They so lost now, touch with what they're doing because they're now, so over the top. Now they're so wealthy that it's like that's the life they know. So right. I saw, I, I saw some previous work. <laughs> that's like the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then something happens. Oh. And it goes in a totally different direction. Perfect. And it is a very compelling and very interesting story. But it is very different from what the previews sold it as. Oh, it interesting. Is because it, it kind of seemed like a funny like character piece romp with you yeah. watching these idiots basically just be stupid. Mm-hmm. And to a point, that's it. But there is a much deeper and com- more complicated story going on that uh, happens right away. Is it serious? Yes. Oh, okay. And it's really good. And something, the, the end of the first episode is like a Breaking Bad wow. style like cliffhanger <laughs> that's and, awesome and i was like oh someone at work uh one of my friends at work told me to watch it and he was like you gotta watch it because i really want to talk to you about it i was like okay like i'll watch it but and so i turned on the first episode and at, at the end of that first one i was like oh <laughs> this is a different kind of show that i was expecting but i really liked it so i'm excited to watch the rest of it that's, yeah, that's on it, my pile of hbo shows yeah. i haven't seen yet that i, I really need to but, so, but there is still comedy to it right yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it's yes. still really funny yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to watch that one. That one. It's very good. Great. Hey. We're getting there. We're almost. <coughs> Are you dying? Andy, do you need water? I'm good. Okay. I'll be okay. All right. Nope. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, well. no. Oh. 
talking about It Chapter 2, which well, Raymond has not seen. Before, not we, seen before we get to that, I want to get into the thing oh. that I wanted to get oh, into. Oh, you want to get into this right now? Yes, I want to get okay. into it right now. So, yeah, let's get into it right can now. Can I use Watch this it? excuse to go pee? No, because you need to be here for this. <laughs> I need to witness this. <laughs> so, we, I'm sitting there, we're watching the trailers, and then it seems like the movie's going to start, because it says WB. And right, unless you're a total of, moron and, and don't know how movies start, then Sammy. There, then there's a bunch of red balloons, and then it says DC. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, wait, what? This, is, this can't be right. Uh-huh. And then a hammer swings and pops all the balloons, and it's Harley Quinn, and she says, I'm, I don't want clowns anymore, or I'm done with clowns. She says clowns are overrated. Clowns are over, whatever she says. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see some clips from Birds of Prey, uh-huh. which look cool. A teaser trailer. Right. I just didn't like that first part. <laughs> Why? It just was so cheesy and dumb. It's it's a tie-in to the movie you're going to watch. It's not the first time it's been done. <laughs> no. Other movies have done that. I just, I guess the feeling I have, and I know you've now You literally like, watched a short that did that. What? The, 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 the Jurassic Park. I mean, that was eight minutes. But it wasn't like connecting a to a different movie. Yeah. It wasn't connecting to it. I guess that's true. And so, I guess the reason that I really didn't like it was because I do not like Suicide Squad. And you have now told me that it's not the same people doing it. No, and that no. It's, it's actually, it's, it's supposedly very different. Right. So that made... So, but seeing it, knowing how bad Suicide Squad was, and it, thinking that it was going to be as long the same thing as that, probably had an effect of how I felt yeah. watching it. It's that. negative goodwill you're going into it. and Which they're going to have to do... I mean, already James Gunn's doing a lot to try and save Suicide Squad itself, but mm-hmm. now with Birds of Prey, you have to do it as well to sell your main character. I'm assuming it's Harley Quinn. Right, because also part of, I mean, like, she is a great Harley Quinn, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I really like Harley Quinn. Right. Because she's kind of, I mean, she's, I don't know, she's... I like she the character, but I think... Yeah. In, in, in I think she was the best part of Suicide Squad. Right, right but... I still so, wasn't a great movie, so... Yes, so do you understand now why I would be... Not happy to see that? Yeah. Because Suicide Squad is a bad movie? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You can have that opinion. I just, I, I felt like you were so mad that it had a teaser opening yeah. showing in front of it. Yeah. I, I still I don't am. understand why you're that mad about it. Because it should have just started. Now, okay. I will say Christina Hodson is writing this movie, uh-huh. and she also wrote Bumblebee. Oh. And so, I hey. have a little more faith yeah. after seeing Bumblebee. Yeah. Um, and I do know that they're t- they've been taking a long time to develop this movie. Mm-hmm. I heard about it years and ago. The, because and I cannot tell you one scene from the teaser when it actually showed the scene because no. it is so fast. It is like and flashes it's, and it has scenes. not been released online. It's only playing in front of it. That's yeah. so funny. In front of what? It. Oh. <laughs> Which is what we're going to talk about now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because Sammy and I saw it, Chapter Two. We sure did. Yeah. Not at the same time, but... No, yeah. I saw it. This is the movie that I saw at the BFI in London. Awesome. I saw it, it was really cool. I saw, uh, that photo you sent was crazy. Yeah, yeah they were projecting a giant Pennywise up onto the IMAX. Creepy. Yeah. And they have deluxe seats in that one, so oh. it was really nice. And nice. British, you can buy this full bar at all the snack bars in London, and nice. I asked the people, and they were like, you can't drink at all your theaters in Lon- in America? And I was like, no. No, the thing that pissed me off is when AMC, when they show AMC ads, and it talks about the drink that they're going to have, and it's like, can't, we don't even have, we can't even we have We don't have that, that here. Yeah, yeah, the alcoholic drink that they have for the movie. I was like, ah. Oh. But yeah, um, what did you think about it? What did you think about it in Chapter 2? I liked it a whole lot less than I liked the first one. That's what I've heard is the online <sighs> consensus. I still... 
liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's about an hour and a half too long. Jeez, that's a whole movie. <laughs> it is a long movie, and it feels long. But I won't say that I didn't have a really fun time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I will say that um, Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise, every single scene he's in, absolutely destroys. Yeah, awesome. He's, he's incredible, and Bill Hader also I heard he steals the show. Steals every yeah. scene he steals. In. It. The rest of the people, I don't think any of them are bad. And I think they did a really good job of casting the adult versions of the kids. Looking like Because they all really look like their counterparts. Yes. And I think that's what honestly, like, sold the movie for me. Uh-huh. Was because they did so good picking those people. Um, the Stephen King cameo in this movie is really funny. He has a cameo? He yes. absolutely does. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's still is surprising to me that he was not the... the guy from the first one the pharmacist guy because the pharmacist guy literally looks like stephen king yeah i was like that should have been stephen king but then he's in, and it's his what he says in the mm-hmm. cameo is so perfect it's yes. so perfect but that will also he makes fun of the writer yeah oh, <laughs> so yeah it leads me into my problem my probably my biggest problem with it chapter two is that there are a lot of scenes the comp the bill Hader when he's doing comedy it works mm-hmm the rest of the comedy in the movie is very tonally off. Mm. There is one scene that I like really, really actively disliked. Can you say? I it? can talk about it. So uh, I think it's, say it's not naked grandma, is it? It's no. I actually really, really like that scene. That scene's great because it's, it's it, different from it's, the trailer. It's, it's been in every trailer, so I'm glad that it's different. It's different. Every trailer. I mean, I've you, seen the same trailer for like yeah. six months now, and it's the same scene every time. And if it's a it's a fuller theater, the crowd always laughs at how awkward the scene is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, like of still all of that the way still happens. You just get to actually see it, right? Yes. So, the, see what? the it. Oh, you see it. The um, I don't remember. It's <laughs> that joke never gets old. It's not Richie, but um, Wait, Eddie, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. The the child who's uh, afraid of germs. And so he has, like, a flashback to when he was a kid yep. of being... They all... Basically, the whole movie is set up to where they they don't remember Pennywise. Mm-hmm. They don't remember what happened. And then when and they, they come back, they have back to remember. So, so, they're all, the so the whole the movie series. is, like, flashbacks yeah. of... Them. Now we can we can break down every single... They So there's how many of them? Five? Yeah. And it goes, um, them walking around, finding the spot, having the memory... Having something that happens in the present, then going to the next person. That's the majority having, of the walking movie. around, yeah. seeing a spot, having a flashback, having something happen over for five times, five times in a row. So yeah. it's just so that's the large chunk so of the middle of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> for that point. <clears throat> and yeah. and Eddie, there's a. And, well, I will say it. It's helped by Pennywise is great in every one of those scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's fun seeing what Pennywise is going to do to fuck with them. Um, but the anyone he goes down into the basement of the pharmacist of the pharmacy, yes, I know and he has to like save his mom. And the leper from the first movie is there, and he has to do. And so the older version of him is revisiting, and the leper shows up again. But he basically has to overcome his fear. Yes, and so he like grabs the leper, and it's like a pretty intense and scary scene. Yeah, and then it does. He grabs the leper and like pulls him off of his mom. And the leper throws up on him. Yeah. And it does a needle drop of the song Angel of the Morning. Oh. It makes no sense. In slow motion. In slow motion, for 10 seconds, it's played like it is supposed to be laugh out loud funny, and then it goes right back to scary. You mean kind of like how Deadpool did that several years ago? 
Yeah, but it works scene. in Deadpool. Yes, it works in Deadpool. That's what I mean. Yes. It's like they've, they've it, tried to do a very similar thing, it makes, but it doesn't make any it sense. It makes no sense no, here. it doesn't. And the, the song choice makes no sense. And I was like, what is going on? And it just kind of felt like they did not understand the tone of the humor. The humor in the first movie works so well because it's the kids being kids. Yeah. And... In this one, it was like trying to actively have like funny movie moments, uh-huh. and it does not work for me like at all. Right. Mm. The rest of the stuff, when it's good, it's good. Yes, like the Pennywise stuff, and when they're, I, I like they changed the ending a little bit mm. of the book. Cool, and I like what they did there because yeah. you can't do what the book does. No, you can't. And the book. ending, and the ending of the <laughs> for book for it to make any sense. Yeah, and the ending of the book. Basically, Pennywise just becomes a giant spider, uh-huh. and they're just fighting this giant spider. And they use a cosmic turtle to help them. Yeah. <laughs> but in this yep. movie, they they change it up to where the it, he still has the bottom half of a spider, but the top half is still Bill Skarsgård Pennywise, which is what you want right. for that yeah. final confrontation. Right. Oh, God, all I can think of is the original... Yeah, when it's it, bad. When he's the spider, and it's like so bad. <laughs> but so I, th- I do like a lot of the things they did. I will say that I feel like this is a much less superior to the first movie. Mm. Yeah, the first movie they were working with a script that was worked to death by Kerry Joji Fukunaga, mm-hmm. who did True Detective and is doing the new James Bond. He wrote that script and did it and was going to direct it and then passed it on because he couldn't. Figure it out. So they had a huge. They had a script that had been worked right. over and looked for years, and they were going off of that. They didn't have that for this movie. So this nope. movie was a hundred percent written from scratch. Right. And I feel like they sort of get at what worked in the first movie, but they don't capture it completely. Right. So I would say that I liked it more than you, and it's mm-hmm. probably because I have read the book mm-hmm. and are seeing it through the lens of reading this book. Yeah. Or watching it happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And I still think this is one of the best Stephen King movies. Yes. yes. We have another one coming soon, Dr. Sleep. And I don't think it's going to be good. I worry about it. because See, I, I follow I him on trailer. Twitter, and he's like, it's so good. I'm like, yeah, but you say that, you about, say that about a lot of stuff. <laughs> so the reason why I think it, it doesn't work so well as a movie, if you haven't read the book, is because the book, them, like, literally redoing what happens in the first movie mm-hmm. is, like, what that... the happens yeah. in the book. It's well, that's why the miniseries happens the same way. Right. And yeah. So that's why the, it doesn't really work so well as a sequel because then you're like, oh, they're literally just doing what happened in the first one. But like, that's what happened. That's, that's how it's ha- structured. Right. That's what's supposed yeah. to happen is they're supposed to relive what they had <coughs> so they have the same experiences, but this time they defeat him. Mm-hmm. So like, it totally works in the book, but specifically also in the, the miniseries, the old miniseries, because it's happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really think that they, what it's hard for this movie is that it's not happening at the same time. It's two completely different things. It would have worked so much better if they would have done what the miniseries did and switched between the kid and the right. um, adult thing. And the thing that I 100% dislike about the second one is when they cut back to the kids, they are CGI'd to look younger. They're de-aged a little They're bit. They're de-aged. Oh, the, the bigger kid, That's a shame. Ben... His cheeks are completely CGI'd because he lost weight be- be- between the first one and the second one. Yeah. So they CGI'd cheeks on him, and it is bad. Yeah, and they upped the pitch of Eddie's voice mm-hmm. and even kind of sped it up a little bit during the kids' scenes. And it's like, and I don't know if it's because I literally watched the first one and then went and watched the mm-hmm. second one, but like it was so noticeable to me. And like 
did not look good at all to me. <laughs> it took me a minute, but I noticed it. I and I, I hadn't watched the first one right, in a yeah. while. So, so. I, I was... It, CG, it just didn't look right to me. So that really bugged me. But So, I mean, maybe you can answer this, but they knew they were doing a second one, so why did they not film the... Because they, they didn't not, have a script. They did not know they were doing a second one. Mm-hmm. But it ends and it says it chapter one at the end of the first chapter, or the first movie. Right. But they still didn't know that they, they were going to... They did not know that they were going to... So get that was just my thought. I was like, if it's called chapter one and you know there's going to be a second half, why are you not... Why did you not film the kids' stuff already before they get got what old? you needed? Right, and well, and they didn't. Um, Andy Muschietti, the director, yeah, was not signed on for the sequel. Oh, so like he wouldn't have done that. And right. Yes, so they they were only doing the first. They did not uh-huh. green light a sequel. They wanted to see how this went, and then if it was a flop, then who cares? Right. If it mm-hmm. says chapter one or not, we just won't do the sequel because it yeah. flops so no one will care. So that just really bugged me that they the kid scenes just didn't look, it didn't look right. And a lot of them, I don't think, were really needed, the kid scenes. No, there's they, quite but, a bit. They But they were like, well, we, the kid stuff worked so well in the first one. we got to have the kid stuff again. I think it would have been just fine if it was just adults the whole time. Yeah. And that's where, again, it should have just been the flashback in the original, like, I wish they would make a version, which I don't. I can't remember if you said that they are going to. They do, are working on it right now. That they will, where it is cut in between, and they cut out some of the ones that don't really matter and they don't need it anymore. Yeah. But what I also really loved about the first one was rewatching it again. It is insane how many references to the book are mm-hmm. just in the background. Yeah. And the shirts that they're wearing. There's a mural on the wall about the the mafia thing that happened in the book, just in the background. You see the big water tank that's a part of the book but just in the background like there's so much stuff happening in the just behind the scenes of mm-hmm. that movie that is insane and yeah. nice easter eggs for someone yes. like you who's read it the it's just all there for you and i mean it, so the story's still there but a lot of it's changed but all of the stuff from the book is there it's just crazy and there i don't think there's really any of that i was looking for it in the second one i don't think there's really any of that in, in that one but yeah the scene in the the china the chinese restaurant was Pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that. That, that scene is was, pretty that, great. That scene was pretty cool. And I think they did a really good job making the ending based of what happened in the book and making it, it work. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really liked it just because I had read the book and was like, this, it makes sense because this stuff had to all happen again. But I totally agree with, like, um, Bill Hader was mm-hmm. way funnier and the He's only great. one that was, like, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I liked it. All right. There you go. Shall we do... Let's do them. Let's another. do it. Shall we? Shall we're getting close. We got four left. I think it would come. Oh! Oh, oh my oh. God! Oh. It's, it's not me! <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> That's fine. All right. So, it's me. Also, it's, me. it's your boy. Oh, you've seen it. I, we watched it and then literally went and bought it. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. we're talking about Rocket Man. Rocket Man. I, uh, I, had saw, I still have not seen it. I saw it in the theaters. Mm. And I, I... You would. I mean, you love Elton John. I am a big Elton John fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my grandfather was a massive Elton John fan. My mom is a huge Elton John fan. I've seen him twice in concert. Mm-hmm. So I am a huge Elton John fan, and I was pretty nervous about this movie. Right. Um, when I first saw the trailer, uh, Taron Edgerton... Was cast oh, and, and I think and you've met him. I have met him because my <laughs> sister is a mega fan. Yeah, and so I took her to a comic con to meet him. Oh, fine. he's very very cool. He's a uh-huh. very down to earth guy. But when 
the first trailer came out, I was like, he looks like Elton. Like, he really looks yeah. like Elton John. Yeah. Don't think he sounds like him that much when he sings. Right. But it's not a big deal to me. Right. If you can also sing. He's a then, good singer. Yeah. He's a really good singer. And I honestly like that better. I mean, we're going to make comparisons to Bohemian Rhapsody. But I think I like that, that he is singing it more yes. than... Not and not, not and uh, and after seeing the movie, I really I think he does an incredible job with, with both the singing and the acting. Yes, because he looks like him. He has the mannerisms of Elton John down. Like when he smirks, it's like mm-hmm. that's exactly like that. <laughs> I've seen Elton do that before. Yeah. So um, I saw it in theaters. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And then I was on the plane. I was like, I'm going to rewatch it. Uh-huh. Give it a rewatch. Yeah. And uh, so, what do you? What did you think? So. Uh, when I saw the trailers, I was like, I, I thought it was so cool, and then watching the movie, how they decided to portray his life. Because, mm-hmm. again, to Bohemian Rhapsody, there, it was it's, just... They have the same manager. Yeah, the same manager. Yeah, which sure do. Sure. He's well, sure he in this movie. Played di- a different, they're both played by people from Game of Thrones, which I also think is very funny. Uh-huh. But he does some different things in this movie. Yes, he does. <laughs> but one of them's played by fucking Littlefinger, and the other one's by uh, Rob, Rob Stark. Stark. Rob Stark. So, Rob Stark fucks. Yeah, fine. he sure <laughs> does. fine in that movie. <laughs> but, so, Bohemian Rhapsody is very much just played like, this is the life, this is what, like... It's, a, it's a whitewash version of Freddie Mercury's life. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I will say that this movie still has a lot of things and it's like yeah elton was definitely a producer on this but it delves into his very dark sure it yes. definitely goes way so more he's into also it. very what he's I, pretty open about that kind of what stuff. what i like is that he was very much a part of making this movie uh-huh. um and it is shown through his eyes so it's a musical mm-hmm. it is it is a musical more than a biopic i feel yes. nice and, I, there is and like, I like that people that are just standing there all of a sudden they're all like doing a dancing number. that's funny and like okay. there's parts where he, he, like him as a kid is singing as well as him as an adult is singing mm-hmm. together uh-huh. on these parts. From, huh. And so then his <laughs> songs are just kind of weaved through it instead of like just during while he's on stage. Right. Yeah. So cool. It's, it's so cool. And like the fantasy element of it, like when he starts, like the whole crowd starts floating when he's playing, mm-hmm. like it's just so cool and like really puts you into it. So my side it's of it is... It's very dynamic storytelling. Like, I didn't really grow up with Elton John. I don't, right. didn't really listen to Elton John. And it does a really good job of telling his story. And it does a really good job telling his story. And like I don't, I didn't. I knew all the songs on here because they're just so famous. But like, I didn't know that I knew them until I started playing. I was like, "Oh yeah, I know all of these songs because yeah. Elton John's so famous." And I just, it's, it was. It, at the end of the movie, I was like, "How did I even like Bohemian Rhapsody?" I mean, I still like. That I think movie, this movie's way better. But that this movie just does such a better job showing. And I, I now I'm like, I can't believe Elton John had such a hard life. Yeah, yes. like that's so. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he absolutely yeah. did. Yeah, and I think it's a real shame that this movie came out when it did. Because I think it could have some real like award Oscar chances power, if yeah. it came out yeah. in November, and right. not also but not so out, early and not so close to. It, it came out in May right. and it came and went, yeah. and I think that Taron does a, he, he could win uh, best actor, for right? This movie. Uh, yeah, that's what I was like. If Rami Malek won for that, he, which Rami Ter- Malek didn't do a whole lot. Taron yeah. should definitely Taren win for did this. Way think, more he, like saying all the parts and yeah. it's like Rami Malek's not the voice in. In Bohemian Rhapsody, when mm-hmm. they use re-recorded songs, it's um, this guy named Mark Martell. Who's uh, a, who's a He won a contest. For, well, he wasn't. Yeah. He won a contest for... Queen did this contest back in the, like, 2012... Yeah, 2011, mm-hmm. 2012, where it was like they were going on tour, and they wanted a band to open for them, but they wanted a band that was all people they chose as a cover band. 
huh. of themselves. Yeah. So it was like people had to audition online and like on a YouTube channel, and they would they would post the videos, and people voted for every band member spot. And he auditioned for vocals, and he did a spot on somebody to love. And then he won, so then he had to do a whole tour where he did a Queen cover song set list before Queen went on. And so <laughs> I, so I, I didn't even realize he did the music for the movie until I was at, a couple months ago, I was at Walmart, and the, the record had just come out of the movie. I was like, well, couldn't they just put out, like, Greatest Hits or something like that? And I looked yeah. at it, and it was like, vocals Mark Martell. I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Rocket Man, I mean, I almost want to just, like, put that movie on just to play in the background, because yeah. it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's so good. It's... Watching it the second time, I think that I really don't like the movie until Taron shows up. Mm. I don't know. Like the I, kid part? I don't like the, like the Does kid. Does it delve into like being a second. tennis player? No. <laughs> I mean, he shows up right at the beginning, but you mean like once it starts the flashback? Yes, yeah, once it starts the flashback, maybe it's maybe I just really don't like the child actor, but the youngest, youngest kid playing Elton John, I yeah. don't like him. But I, I think it really sets up stuff later in the movie that yes, really, it does. really pay off. It's, it's yeah. imperative. Yes. I just think that the movie get, goes to a whole other level once Taron shows up, yeah. mm-hmm. and it starts dealing with all that. I it, mean, in tone, it gets darker. It starts dealing with darker a stuff. real adult shit. And r- yeah. really, the emotional, like, gut punch comes yeah. in later when Taron is confronting his childhood. Yes. But when when the, he literally, at the end of the movie, confronts his childhood, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that scene is really <laughs> yeah. intense. The, also, his, literally, I can only think of him from Jumper. But his friend, like his best friend, that writes the writes the songs oh, for Jamie him. Bell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, he plays uh, um, Bernie Bernie Toppin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he he, I love their relationship. Their relationship is so good in this movie, it's, and it's, it's so good. And I'm really glad that they include him because right. they do have a great relationship. And a and lot Bernie of Bernie is like the he is the guy Bernie wrote for everything. Bernie yeah. wrote the the lyrics. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like Elton did all the music, but and he Bernie does wrote have, the lyrics on yeah. on the records. He does have like top billing with Elton when it's like yeah. Yellow Brick Road on the bottom of it. It's like music and lyrics by Elton John and, and Bernie, Bernie Toppin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so and it, that just this my favorite part is like when he like yells at him and then he comes back and he like grabs his arm. Like, and he's I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, I get it. Yeah, and like <laughs> just, Elton is so famous great. for his diva moments like mm-hmm. that, right. but. Yeah, it's nice that, like, he he knows that he was in the wrong. Right. And just, he'll apologize to Bernie. He wouldn't apologize to anyone else, but, like, he there's knows There's a part that, where he's, like, talking to everybody, sure. and he's like, we never fought. <laughs> and then, like, uh-huh. there's shows all the times yeah. that uh-huh. they, they fight and stuff, but it's just, it's, it's, yeah, I love that relationship in it. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, wa- I watch it on the plane. Uh, rewatch Rob it. Rob Stark's, God, he's a... I he's do, a, <laughs> I really enjoy that the movie fought for the male-on-male sex scene, uh-huh. because Bohemian Rhapsody didn't. Yeah. Right. And this movie, Elton's like, you can't tell my story and not include... Right. This. His sexuality is a huge part of the story, and it yeah. it makes the movie better. Yeah. And there is a not... It's not that graphic. No. Of a, of a sex scene. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, Which you I see mean, that in Game of Thrones. You, I mean, it's great, but... Right. It's <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an intense, but not... It's a solid, not solid gra- Non-graphic male-on-male sex scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love and on, on the plane, <laughs> I, oh, no. I looked over... At one point, and sure. saw that there was a there was an older man watching Rocket Man as well, and I happened to look oh. over during that scene, and I looked over because the man started throwing a fucking fit. Oh no! Going, oh, oh, oh. and this is like, it was like two in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> like people were sleeping on the plane, the lights were dimmed so like people could sleep, and I just hear this guy start, oh, oh, oh. 
and I look over and he's looking away from the screen as it's happening. Oh, I was like, it's wow, not it's not that bad. Oh, uh. <laughs> but that was interesting. <laughs> and so then I, <laughs> after that, I was like, maybe I'll watch Rocket Man. <laughs> and and so you were like, Ugh, yeah, yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, for a different reason. Yeah, <laughs> right. I woke yeah. Emily up and was like, oh, check this out. <laughs> Rewinding it. Yeah. Slow you gotta way. see this again. You gotta see this. Uh, but yeah, no, I really, really was happy with it. Yeah, Rocket it's, it's it's so good. Um we we had to we yeah, we just got it from Redbox. It was like it's on Redbox now, but we gotta watch it. And then Lily Kenzie the next day went and bought it because yeah. we're like, this is such a good movie, we gotta own it. Yep. So. Alright. This is actually a really nice breakdown. We each have one last thing to talk about. Well, let's do it. We did it. And Raymond will not get his. <laughs> It'll just disappear. Mine has I have almost nothing to say about it. <laughs> That's not true. I have some stuff to say about it, but it's not that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Sammy's. It's mine. <laughs> and so this is a book, and this was the last book that I read for the summer. <coughs> it's been a while now. Um, but you guys will be happy to know all the book stuff that I've done. I won my family's competition. Good. Good. I read the, read the most books. The last book that you I read. your uncle. I like that a lot of them were also Good. movies yes. books. Books that became movies. Yes, that's, like, that's I what I tried to do. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so the book that I uh, read was Planet of the Apes. Um, just, and I, it's, I didn't expect it to be what it ended up being. Um, mm. I, because I'd seen the Mark Wahlberg one, and I've obviously oh, seen yeah. the what? The Marky Mark one? I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> the, is it Tim Burton? I don't never know what, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, okay, Sammy, I don't I've know seen if you're... Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I've seen Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, that one's good, too. I've also seen the Marky Mark version uh, of uh, the Planet of the Apes. Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I still have not seen any of these movies, and I was with you guys, like, the day before you were about to see the, the last the War, last one that came out. Or it was like a couple no, days before. He's like, you should come join us. And I was like, I haven't seen the other two yet. I still it's haven't. A, it's a good one. I that, mean, I would still argue that the first one's the best one. Yeah. But. That third one is crazy because it's like, it was set up as like war for the Planet of the Apes. Mm. It's going to be like a crazy like action there summer blockbuster. No war. <laughs> and it is a it is a Holocaust allegory for yes. most of the movie. Oh, yes. yikes. Yeah. yeah. There is no, I would argue that. <coughs> Maybe a there is one battle. Scene. There is a battle, but there's no war. There is no war. <laughs> the second one should have been called War for the Planet of the Apes. Yes. And then the third one should have been Dawn. Yeah, I agree. You sober up as the Dawn, you get into the Holocaust <laughs> yeah, material. because it literally ends with, like, the sun coming up. Yeah. <laughs> the third one ends But enough one. about that. Talk yes. about the book. So the book is um, Spaceman Goes to Space, mm -hmm. and he interstellars to a different planet where... <laughs> Time, space travel? Like, he doesn't get older, but time passes a whole, uh -huh. whole bunch. And yes, because like, time's a flat circle. Time right, yeah. Circle. So they get to this other planet, and they land, and the humans are, like, monkeys, and mm -hmm. the monkeys are the humans, yep. so the roles have been reversed or whatever, so humans can't talk. Mm. So he gets immediately, like, one of his friends gets killed, the other one gets captured, and he, he also gets captured, and he's trying to convince them that he's intelligent, but they speak a different language because they didn't, they don't have English. Or I guess he's French. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to teach them that he's smart, and all they think is that he's like, oh, he can do tricks. And yeah. then one of the, the 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 doctors realizes like, oh, he's actually pretty smart, and we'll try to get you out of here. And they take him to court, and he like argues that he's smart, so they a let him court. be a, a free person. Nice. So then he they get to start to learn about the history of this planet, and they end up learning that. Hundreds of years ago, it was people, and then things went south, and 
that apes took over. That's always like, the twist. That's the twist. That is, that's the huge that's twist. The and he's twist. like, oh my god, that's crazy. So he's like, I'm getting out of here. He, and at that point, ends up like marrying a lady and having a child. And they get on a, get back on the spaceship and they go back. And that's when they land on Earth. And Earth had gone through the same thing. Ah. So because oh, okay. he, all that time had passed of him going there and coming back, oh. him landing back is when he then sees the Statue of Liberty and he's like, yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> you damn dirty apes. <laughs> but so I, I just, because I think the Mark Wahlberg version is that he is on Earth the whole time, right? Okay. <laughs> you gave me that look like, what movie is that? But isn't that like the reveal is that he was on Earth the whole time? It, is, it is Earth. Yeah. It is is the reveal. Right. And that's yeah. what it's setting up for in Rise of the Planet of Apes that, like, They're on he's Earth. still in space. Yeah. Just, and he's going to come crash back. back down and he's like, whoa, I'm on a different planet. But <coughs> So I just thought it was really interesting that the book plays that he actually went to a different planet, realizes the history of that planet, comes back, and the same, and the thing, same thing happens. And the cool thing is, like, it's people that are, like, living in space, like, find his, like, journal mm. and they're mm-hmm. reading it. And then at the end of it, they're like, this is a fiction because they're monkeys. And they're like, this is a fiction. This would never happen. And they, like, throw it away. Mm-hmm. It, so then the whole reveal is like, right. that and couldn't have ever happened. Because I'm pretty sure the... Humans aren't smart. The original, the 1960s movie, Rod Serling helped him... Sure. Like, make that... I think that, he did, yeah. I think he helped with that twist. Right. Mm-hmm. And just, but make, I think, just make it Earth. And then the other right, movies... Right, it's just are, Earth. So right. he, like, realizes the history right. and then he sees the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. So that's how... The, that's right. That's right. Like the only Planet of the Apes movie, how that one happened. Well, there's sequels to that one. Right, okay. There's a lot Have of sequels, you ever seen the original no sequels? No. They're, they're not good. Uh, no, they're very much very genre sci-fi fair. That they were all made, to do. They were all made by a different production company mm-hmm. who gave them like a fourth of the budget. Yeah. So all the monkeys look way, way worse in the sequels. <laughs> yeah, and there's no, there's no basis for it, I don't think. So it has no, it's, it's nothing yeah. to do with it, basically. Well, good. Yeah. yeah, so I won my competition and I got to read that book and... I almost I I know it won't happen, but I think it would still be cool if they did one more Planet of the Apes, but in the Rise of the Planet. Apparently, of the Apes. that's one of the franchises that Disney is interested in continuing. Of course, so, it is because that would be. I think I was like, like that's literally what they're building to. Would be great if they like actually did it. Did, yeah. did I just did that? And they did one it, more. But, yeah, one more to finish it. Be like, hey, landing, landing back down and that happened. The guy who directed the. The last two, Matt Reeves, he's doing the Batman. So. Yes, and that oh, was cool. busy with that, that was his passion with, project forever with Robert Pattinson. No, no, who, who, who we talked about who got revealed? Jonah Jack. Hill. No, no, is he? What? Jonah Hill's in he's it. He's in talks to be Robin. No, <laughs> God. <laughs> no, uh, I can't even think. Jeffrey Wright. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. You, oh yes, Bernard from Westworld. Jeffrey Wright's gonna be commissioner. Can he's be so commissioner? good in everything. I yep. love him. And it's so funny now after after having seen Westworld. I'll watch something and he just shows up as like a bit part. I'm like, oh, fucking Bernard, what are you doing here? <laughs> you waste him. Waste yeah. him on a bit part. Well, it's like, he's so funny in fucking Game Night. I hadn't realized that, that he's, he's he's like the it. fake cop in <coughs> Game Night. <laughs> it's like him getting to do comedic shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, he yeah. is funny. <laughs> All right. So good. So we made it through everything that I have watched. All right. Goodbye. Sammy's done. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's go. All right. Two left. What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Oh, I sure hope it's... Oh... Oh, 50 50 yes. chance, and I end up, I get the first thing and the last thing. <laughs> yeah! Wow. Right. What a nice bookend. <laughs> All right. So, you watched some, <laughs> you watched some trash. <laughs> so hey, last, I did too. It's the last thing that I watched on the plane. Actually, so 
on the way back, it was the first thing I watched, and I will say that as soon as it was done, I took a hefty nap. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not during it? Not during. That being said, What'd this movie's... I watched X-Men Dark Phoenix. I'm sorry. Did you watch it? No. Have you watched it? I did when it came out in 2007, and it was called <laughs> X-Men The Last Stand. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> now, and this was the last of the X-Men movies. For now. Because Disney... Yeah, they knew that halfway through filming. Yes, so <laughs> you can totally Christ. tell the spots that... Are the like, actors didn't, with the people that maybe yeah. didn't. Um, no, um, Jennifer Lawrence sure did. Oh, <laughs> well, this is a, this is a I weird... I think she was helping two movies ago. <laughs> No, I had heard that this is, like, the worst X-Men movie. Mm -hmm. That it was just uh, absolute trash. Nothing can be worse than X-Men, or and, Wolverine Origins. is. And so I went in fully prepared <laughs> right. to, like, hate watch. I still haven't seen Apocalypse. I was you like, saw that one. Apocalypse is bad. I, ha I hated Apocalypse, Apocalypse right. way bad. more than Dark Phoenix. I think we talked about it on the old podcast. <laughs> yeah. was just like, I was like, I haven't seen it yet. And you guys were just like, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. So, I, okay, so argue I was Dark like, Phoenix. I was, like, gonna hate watch Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And I will argue. <laughs> it's, it is not great. I'm gonna grumble and look but it is the in the camera like that guy. <laughs> it is in the top half of the X-Men movies for me. Wow. I would watch it over... I guess that's that's not a bad... Yeah, I would watch it over Apocalypse. I yeah. would watch it over The Wolverine. I would watch it over... Yeah, the Wolverine, yeah. And I, about that one. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, I love James <laughs> Mangold, that movie... What's the, uh, the what's the one after First Class? That's uh, that's uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, oh, that that's one's good. It that's starts like strong and ends weak. Yeah, so I don't know. I I just thought this movie was kind of like in the middle. It wasn't the worst thing. It definitely wasn't like sure. everyone was like this is like an unwatchable movie. It definitely was not. James McAvoy sure. is great. Okay, but yeah. I also heard that him going down the stairs scene is like laughable. Like no, it wasn't that bad, and I've talked to other people that watched it too, and they're like, "No, that scene was well, pretty that's cool." All I've heard is that it's like laughable. No, maybe if you're an asshole, <laughs> or you go, you go in to hate it, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. I guess there are a lot of people who went in going, you know. I think that was the problem. Is there was a lot of hate around this movie when it came out, and I will admit, I have, did not want to see it Me at either. all that when trailer, it came. Out. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> and so the only reason I watched it because it was free and I had a 12-hour plane ride. Yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I watched it, and I really didn't hate it. Like, the performances are all mm -hmm. pretty good. Jennifer Lawrence is in it for a little bit, and <laughs> she's probably the weakest out of all sure, of them because she doesn't really care, and she wanted to die. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Does she? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That works with continuity. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought it worked fine because her ex-boyfriend, uh, Beast, Nicholas right. Holt, it gives him motivation for the rest of the movie. There are definitely, like, plot Oh, holes. so they've just substituted out for, in the so in last stand, what uh -huh. it's... Dark Snake uh, Phoenix kills her, yeah. Mystique. Yep. And then they, okay. Yeah. And so that being Scott Summers, which right. is in last stand. Yeah. So That's when Wolverine's like, what the fuck? I, I will say this is a better movie than Last Stand. I like Last Stand. But I still don't, it's still, I've heard, like, still not a good representation think, of the Dark Phoenix right. story. No, not at all. Uh, I think Last Stand, I rewatched it a couple years ago, and I was like, I, I bought it in a collection of all three movies on DVD, and I had not watched it and since it had like, come out. And then I, I bought everything on Blu-ray, and I was like, you know what? I, was fucking, I, I put it in, and I was like, I didn't hate it as much, yeah. having come off of two right before then. I still don't love it, but I think the thing that saves 
last stand for me is Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And Wolverine is not in this movie. He's not. He didn't show up at all? He's not in this movie. No. Hasn't he been in literally every one? I think he said Logan, after after Logan, Logan was it. Yeah, okay. He wasn't going to do it at all. Huh. Which I didn't notice until after the movie was over. I was like, oh yeah, Wolverine wasn't. Well, it's like he is the main character in Last Stand because he's basically invincible. So yeah. he's the only one who can stand up to Phoenix. So yeah. it's interesting. It'd be interesting for me to see this version of Phoenix to mm -hmm. see how, how they, they solve her. that problem. Yeah. And so do like, they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's heartening. That's it's just. At the same time, I was watching it and being like, none of this is going to matter because they're not going to make another one right. of these movies. Right. So, and that's how they felt, I'm sure, when they were shooting it. I don't think that's how they felt when they were shooting it, no. when they were promoting it promoting and editing it. Yeah. it. Sure. That's probably they're contractually they obligated to promote it for a movie that's going nowhere and doing nothing. But it definitely, like, for a movie that had so much hate around it, I was expecting it to be a whole lot worse. Mm -hmm. right. I'm not saying it's great. But it's definitely not as bad. It, it was. It was an enjoy. I won't watch it again. But I had fun watching it. Yeah. There's a there's a fight scene in the movie that I was like, oh, this is like an X Men fight scene. Nice. Like I didn't feel like Apocalypse didn't have an X Men no, fight scene. No, that Apocalypse like that. is not fun to watch. No, and this was like a <laughs> fun fight scene in New York that was like, oh yeah, remember when the X Men had like Fight? fun fights with all their powers? It was like there's one of these in here, and it's like, oh yeah, I want that. So that's good. Can you skip Apocalypse? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I already know all the characters that are in it, and I know, I know the characters that got cut out yeah. of Apocalypse that I'm still pissed about. You can skip Apocalypse. Yeah. I'm so surprised by this reaction, because I just, I've yeah, only me heard too. I was, garbage. too. I was going in ready to hate watch. I mean, I started this off by pointing out the thing that I hated the most, is we had one bad version of, of Phoenix already happen, as the same, it's it's, mm -hmm. it's and he was the like, same I gotta, guy doing it again. We gotta do it again to make it better, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, and it, it ruins the whole, his own their own continuity, which X Men has given up on that after. I mean, Days of Future Past rewrote their continuity, and then they just went fuck it, yeah. <laughs> and they just do whatever. But and that's how we got Logan, so I'm okay with that. Right. Oh, that All right, that's so we got one more thing to talk. About. Let's yes. see what it is. There's no sound. <laughs> yeah, we can just close it. <laughs> it reloaded, but it only has my thing in there. Yeah, so that's all. We took that's all so off. funny. All right, it's Raymond's. Um, so this will be quick. Um, <coughs> Get out. <laughs> that's the dishwasher. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so this took me from last October until two weeks ago to finish, and that is the first season of Sabrina. It's like the Chilling Adventures the Chilling of Sabrina. Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. Well, that's what it is, but that's not what it is at the same time. Huh. Um, I heard there's a lot of satanic stuff in this. Nope. There's a lot of fake satanic shit in yeah. it. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Uh, real Satanism, for anyone who's curious, I, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for it. I just I grew up yeah, Catholic, so I'm... I, I mean, you sh basically you should. Real Satanism is basically... Um, Take care of the earth, and it will take care of you. Be good to people. It's all the shit that the Bible actually like preaches, but then like condemns you know, the the people condemn people like all in real, real life. Yeah, it's like right, more but, of a comment on religion. Right. A lot of people do it just to be mm -hmm. be like, I should be able to practice whatever I want. If right. That's what you say. Uh huh. And so I know that going in, and that works very much against me for this show because yeah. this show is very much, oh my God, Satan's real, and he is. He is our God, and everything is the exact opposite in, in our beliefs. 
where literally there's like everything is the the most unholiest thing. It's whenever there's they literally there's a there's a lot of court that happens in this show. Yeah, of like night court. Have you watched it? I've watched four episodes and then I kind of got bored. We finished the first season and the Christmas special, and my girlfriend wanted to keep watching the second season, and I cannot do it. I yeah. I heard the second <laughs> season also gets worse. I was like, we're starting off on so, a, a rocky so, start. But she is a witch? Yes. And, and this show, Satan is real? Yes. So, yeah. But she's also and, in the same universe as Riverdale. Yes, which, this is, this yeah, well, is in so, the same... So how this works is the guy who created Riverdale wrote Archie Comics. And the, he wrote several comics for Archie Comics, and one of them was The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And that's what this is based off of. is a mm-hmm. supernatural taking cutesy Archie Comics Sabrina, because that's where she's from, and it's, like, just fun. I mean, I'm sure there's been stuff over time where they've delved into this kind of stuff. But this is what if... His his take is what if all of this stuff is the most literal, real it could be, and everything is, like, the most real witch, satanic shit, and she's got to go through it. And then because of that, CW got... They decided, along with their DC universe, they wanted an Archie universe. So CW was like, this dude should be the guy who creates Riverdale. From scratch, and Riverdale, I think, is a much better show. Although I'm, I'm still a season behind, but I love it. I love Riverdale because it's bad. It's, yes, it's 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 a fun and I've bad. Seen one, it's a fun one season, camp, yeah. but it's like I hate the high school stuff, but I like. But you got to keep watching. Got to yeah. keep watching because the mystery part of it. It's, you're like, I gotta keep fun, going. I mean, like, I hate this person, but yeah. I also love this person. Yeah, it's a fun <laughs> campy bad that is yeah. enjoyable to watch, and you know you're watching something that, that is fun. Been like. Now you're playing football. <laughs> Whatever yeah. he says, when he's like, well, I guess you don't know the highs and lows of playing high school football. Yeah. After someone's like, I had to sell drugs for, yeah. to take care of my nana, and Archie's like, fuck you. <laughs> That's a lot of the first season. There's like a homoerotic scene in the locker room where he gets in a fight with with a Reggie, and he's like, where'd you get those scratches, Archie? And he's like, a bear. <laughs> and just goes on to the next scene. It's Riverdale so in good. In season two, Archie starts <coughs> a community watch gang stuff like there's a serial killer in town and he starts like a masked gang but they're all football players right shirtless football players in like the the ss essentially yeah bad things happen Uh. and it's like they have to be like the watch that watches over for everyone else but things like they have bad morals because they're all just remembering that he like by episode two is sleeping with his teacher (laughs) yes yeah that's like no episode that's episode one yeah because that's how they see the the thing happen because they're like trying to sneak away everything i love about riverdale is not in sabrina (laughs) that's exactly right there's a scene in the end of season two dark and too they try to be too real with it it's like trying to be an actual like gritty like but it's too campy yeah so yeah, that, then they talk. CW talked for a while about trying to get a Sabrina show off the ground from the same guy because this, this is his baby. Mm-hmm. He created this, and then Netflix started sniffing around, and I guess they were like, "We'll pay you for it." But also, like CW still has like they still film it on the same lots and all that shit, so they're all still connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like it's a separate production. And there's a there's a character from Riverdale that's in the first season of Sabrina, but he's from like a later like a later episode of Riverdale which I didn't recognize him at all yeah um oh and um in Riverdale mm-hmm. the teacher that he sleeps right. with yeah. Greendale she, she goes to Greendale which yeah. is where Sabrina is yeah uh, Greendale is Sabrina's city because Riverdale is Archie's so it's it's, a, it's like a, it's a neighboring it's like 20 minutes away basically right. well, that makes sense um sure. 
Yes, it's... Apparently there's supernatural stuff in this latest season of yes. Riverdale. I'm hoping it all starts tying in. Yeah. Because oh, that's... Because oh. uh, Kieran and I Chipka, who it. plays... I don't think I could do it. <laughs> Kieran and Chipka, who plays Sabrina, has been hanging around a lot with everyone else in the Riverdale cast. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because she's filming stuff or because they, they literally film are the filming all sets. this. It's all together. Yeah. I mean, they have completely different sets for Sabrina, but it's... They're all filming in Canada. They're all filming in the same time frame. It's possible that they just all hang out. Yeah. Uh, but I grew up with the original... I think we probably all did to some extent, but me more so probably because I'm a little bit older. Grew up with the, the original Sabrina TV show, which I, I love very much. And I've seen episodes of it. It's, it's, yeah, it's I watched the entire TV, thing, yeah. and it is... I cherish it very much. I know it's not great, but there's a lot of fun stuff in it. And there's there's some real like she tackles real world problems from time to time. Like I mean, there's an episode where she deals with like what it's like to she wishes that she was super popular and she ends up being very lonely because of it. And right. that episode has Britney Spears and like Backstreet Boys are in sync in it to tell her that like <laughs> being famous doesn't doesn't make you have more friends or anything like that. And there's there's some great twists and turns and stuff throughout the show, but it's mostly just fun entertainment. Sitcom. Yeah, sitcom kind yeah. of stuff. And then in this show, it's like a problem with a problem that might happen that has that happened in the original Sabrina TV show is that she starts wishing for something to happen where like she wants pancakes and all of a sudden there's too many pancakes and she can't like everyone keeps offering <laughs> her pancakes and it's a whole problem. In this show, a, there's a problem where uh, a guy's Harvey's brother dies in a mine and she communicates with the Dark Lord to bring him back and he ends up being like a brain-dead zombie. So that's a problem that this show has. Oh. So that's the kind of implications that, like, the real... It's very frustrating to watch because at some points it's fun. It's like they set it up that, like, the Spellmans have, like, they are in Greendale, they are the mortuary services and the burial like the they're the people who take care of dead people uh-huh. so that keeps them in their witching world right. kind of locale deal and sabrina is half human and half witch and so she has to make this the, the show starts with her having to make the, this decision between like the witching world is like she is supposed to when she turns 16 turn over her life to the dark lord and sign this dark dark contract where she sells her quote unquote, where she sells her soul to the devil, and that's how she's going to get her full witch powers. And she has to decide between that and staying and hanging around with her friends in high school. And that's like the main, that's like the main problem of season one is her debating between like I need to be a, a real person, a friend, and I don't want to drop all my all my friends, and I don't want to become like a witch, but I want witch powers. But the more it leans into being witch stuff the worse it gets because it's just mm-hmm. so laughably stupid yeah and they're playing it not campy for the majority of it mm-hmm. there's some stuff that's played campy that's like she's got a cousin that's like a that lives in their house he's he committed some terrible crime so he has to he's so like, he's i like he's, that that yes, he's good. great i can't remember his name at this moment but yeah he's like hundreds of years old but he's he's only because they don't age once they like at a certain point once they become a witch for unless as long as they keep their powers, and so he's like at twenty something, but he's like really two hundred something years old. Edward, and maybe no, no. Oh, I have oh <laughs> oh no. Yeah, he's he's like old, but he's on house arrest basically forever because of some crime he committed ages ago. Uh-huh. So he's stuck at home. And he's, <coughs> he's like a, a comic foil 
with his own problems yeah. with for Sabrina, and he kind of like helps her out. But then like Hilda and Zelda are laughably bad. I like um, which Zelda, which yeah, and she's she's got it's the same lady. She's in um, Shaun of the Dead. Hot she's and Hot Fuzz. And she's got a part in the Wonder Woman movie where she's, it's, like, the assistant. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so she's great. Um, yeah, and in, in, uh, in Shaun of the Dead, she is um, the Liz's best friend, the girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yep. yeah. Let's, I never made that connection. That those, that was, yeah, that me was neither. Until I started, I was like, <laughs> I know this woman. How do I know this woman? I was like, Wonder Woman? Okay, I see Wonder Woman. I was like, Shaun of the Dead? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and cool. Hilda uh, is... Um, yeah, Eowyn from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Oh. And okay, she sure. she's got she's the worst, and it's not her fault. It's the actress that's doing a fine job I think, of yeah, doing scenery. The actor, it's the just like they don't fine. know what they want from that character. The characters are just like, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like they want they want them to be over the top, cartoonishly evil, but they're also her aunts. So they yeah. have to be like lovingly, but like, they're also like head satanists. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, and it's like, but it, and it's also <laughs> cartoony Satanism, where it's like they make human sacrifices, and it's like they run this set, like this funeral home, and they get a body down in the basement, which, which is where their funeral home, like parlor, body parlor, is, and like Hilda just goes by and says, "I haven't had the long pig in a while," and it's like, "Oh, so they're also cannibals? They eat people? Because long pig oh. is human, so it's like, yeah. oh, they're eating people?" Yeah. Huh. Okay, yeah, and then weird. later, there's most of the second half of the season is like a lot of conflict between um, Sabrina trying to like do do things that conflict with being in the witching world, and Hilda like having to save her, and also having to be like, no, please don't punish her. She's you know we're in charge of her. I'm sorry, but also like it's like a mother daughter conflict basically. Mm-hmm. But the entire time, it's like Hilda's never likable. So it's yeah. like it, it never emotionally lands. And that's a lot of the problem with this show is it never emotionally lands because they play the heights and then play the lows of like a teen drama. It just sounds like it, it, it is as crazy as Riverdale. They just don't yes, do it's, it right. it's played <laughs> it's played so poorly in that yeah. regards because it's like they're not playing like they know it's trash. Yeah. And which Riverdale, which Riverdale sure does. Going for. And that's why I love it. <laughs> well, it's like in the first season, there's a lot of stuff that's like her two best friends are like a a black person who brings up a lot of person of color, like, (coughs) for every episode, like, person of color is not being represented in society, and it's like every episode she's trying to tackle something in that regards. Why are you touching your butt right now? I was trying to be quiet. My butt hurt. Oh, my butt hurts, yes. Uh, And then her other best friend is someone who is, like, genderqueer, doesn't know, like, it's a girl, but she's trying, she's coming to terms with, like, accepting that she is a man. It feels mm, like a man. Uh-huh. And it's like a lot of, it's like very much a lot of the episodes and their human elements focus around this. Every episode is like, oh, okay, so why do we have to hear, I mean, not like that's not important, but, it, but why it is it, it, why, doesn't fit. it doesn't fit with this Satanist show. And why, why is this show trying to tackle this? And also by the end of season one, the first girl who is bringing a person of color problems is, her whole fa- like there's a whole plot point their whole like women in her family go blind but she finds out in like the second half of the season that when they go blind they gain this second sight basically where they oh. can see the future and they can see like th- premonitions basically I'm in. <laughs> and then the other friend 
can like see dead people. It's like she sees a dead ancestor, like a long <coughs> hundreds year old dead ancestor who lived in town, and that ancestor like talks talks to him and like inspires him to do different things. And it's like, why is this in this show? Yeah. One. <laughs> and then everything that has to do with the Satanism, which occult part of it is so campy. It's and it's like every, yeah. every everything is un or evil or dis instead of just a regular thing. So there is a court that they have to go to to adjudicate which laws that happens a lot in the season and it's like a night, lot a lot. It's like the midnight court or the night court or whatever. <laughs> and then when you have when you address the judge, it is not your honor, it's your dishonor. Uh... And it's like literally Every time there could be an instance of that, it does it. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. They're evil. <coughs> yeah, it's so tiring for that. And so that's, I finished it. We watched the Christmas episode, which is fun, but also bizarre. And then there's, it's like, that was that midway point where they announced, like, they announced the, announced the Christmas episode and then that there was a part two coming. Ooh. And then I've heard. It's out now? Yes. Oh, yeah. It, it came out months ago. Um, I think February. How many how many seasons is Riverdale out now? Three, three. Okay. And so, but the thing Sabrina was doing is it was doing that weird thing where the they, Netflix thing where they do parts instead of calling them seasons. So it's like season two, part one. Uh huh. Mm. See, see, it's season one, part one, a Christmas special, and then season one, part, part two. Oh, okay. But it, I That's I've weird. heard that it goes down a very bad rabbit hole of like misogynistic problems of like women are bad. Cool. And it's like oh cool. That's weird for this show, considering it's so pro, it's so over-the-top pro-women and everything else yeah. in that first half. The biggest narrative problem with the season is that it's like, and they deal with it in the season, but they do too, so much of it that like it loses its potency towards the yeah. end, which is that Sabrina, as a teenager, decides that she can do whatever she wants, and then the repercussions will just, whatever happens, it'll work out in my favor and, you know, I just need to do what I need to do to save my friends or save my aunts or whatever. And so she breaks all sorts of witch laws. She gets people in trouble. She does all sorts of shit that she, she breaks laws, doesn't, does what she's not supposed to do because she can. And she's like, oh, I'll just, you know, whatever. I have to do this right now. I'll figure it out. And then the episode happens and then literally no repercussions happen for what yep. she does. Every episode. Until right towards the end where I talked about the plot point where she brings back Harvey's brother and he's literally a zombie. Mm. And uh, that's the only time I think it works is because it actually something happened to her. Mm -hmm. And it, like that happens in that, that story arc. There's like two or three times where she's like, no, I'm just going to do this thing. And then it ends up badly. And everyone's like, you shouldn't have done the fucking thing. And she goes, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done the fucking thing. And then she does it like the next episode. Yeah. And it's like the finally the end of the season, they start coming to terms like maybe I can't do everything I want to do ever. And then I heard season two's got the same problem, the same problem. still. Is that it's like the the plot line is solved by her just going, Well, I clearly I could just do the thing. And then the show's like, Yeah, you can do the thing, of course. <laughs> yeah. And that just makes for poor poor television, especially if you're gonna watch a lot of them together. Like I we watched the first three episodes together and then it took forever to watch the next set because like ah, I don't really wanna I want to see where it goes. I, it kind of picks up a little bit. Like, it's it's an enjoyable watch the second half, but it's still not very good. Yeah. And I would not recommend watching it unless you really like garbage TV. 
which <laughs> might be people out there. I love Riverdale. Sounds like you it's should not just, Riverdale. You should just watch Riverdale if you like garbage. Yes, That's absolutely. My watch Riverdale. It's insane and so much fun. <laughs> yeah. That comes to the end of our movie length. Our movie length talk about session two forty. Wow. Oh. We didn't even talk about how uh, at this point, like, that people are listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, get it. we probably should have talked about that first because no one's going <laughs> to yeah. make it this far. That's true. <laughs> well, if anyone makes it this far, they're Thanks a real fan listening. and we love you. Yeah. yeah. We got some real people downloading every episode. Yeah. So it's awesome. So. We're going to keep doing it. We're yeah. going to go see some, some timely movies mm-hmm. here this upcoming week. So. Yeah. We're going to start peppering those in when we can. So this yeah. is going to come out before we see that? Like that this, this will come out this first. week. Yeah. And then we'll go see... Uh, we're going to go well, then see... Then it'll also come out the same week? Yeah. So okay. we're going to have two this week. Okay. Cool. That's how you get fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was wondering. All right. So but now two hours well, and 40 minute episode. That's how you get fans. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for listening. Yeah. We uh, will see you again very soon, in fact, uh, when we do our next episode of Never Seen Any of This. Bye. Bye. Beep.